Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, January 17th, and we have a heater for you. We do a little football talk with the Hawk, Mr. AJ Hawk. New segment alert, new segment alert, plus a full conversation about a lot of things. We get we dive into a lot of things happening in the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next two hours or so. I think it's going to be an enjoyable one. Tweet us, tell us what's up, and also tell us how you are planning on using our presenting sponsor of SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying app on planet Earth, and that means worldwide, wide wide tickets to everything we got comedy shows we got theaters we got games we got sports we got this we got that and guess what we got it for the best price on the damn block what SeatGeek does is they scan all the other ticket buying websites apps too you get it hey you get it and make sure that you get the most bang for your buck for every single ticket. So whenever you shop for tickets, shop with confidence. Because what you buy and what you see is what you get. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and see it live. There ain't nothing like going to a game with a family member or a friend. There ain't nothing like going to a show. Because all it does is create memories, good times, and things that you can talk about for the rest of your entire life. SeatGeek, promo code PAT, get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Promo code Mac, if you get $20 off your first Geek purchase. Hello. Use that one, probably. Unless you're rich. If you're rich, use the Pat one and only get $10 off. If you're if you're on your way to becoming rich, you use McAfee, get $20 off. Mm-hmm. A little self-awareness here. Mm-hmm. Let's be friendly in this community that we have built here. Let's not overuse the McAfee one so they shut it off. If we have enough money to only take the $10 off our first part, let's do that one. But if we're if we're on a come up and you're about to get up, to get up, to get down someday, use McAfee $20 off your first purchase. Shout out to SeatGeek. Let's get into this conversation with the Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your favorite segment of all time, football talk with the Hawk. AJ Hawk, what's going on? What's up, Pat? Okay, AJ, I thank you so much um, for calling into the show. A last-minute call-in from the bullpen while you're currently watching six children all by yourself. Is that correct? No, I only have four kids. But, yeah, they are, they're currently under my care while I'm doing this call. What is happening over there? So you're playing a full zone defense with these four goddamn little things, and your wife is out of town, and it's no nanny, no babysitter, just former Super Bowl champion A.J. Hawk and his four kids, dad of the year shit. No, well, I mean, if I have something scheduled, like I did a bunch of radio yesterday, I'm serious, I have to have my mother-in-law or someone come help out, but tonight I didn't have anything scheduled until I got a a FaceTime call from... Patrick McAfee, so I decided to, uh, yeah, I'm not going to call and get someone over here to watch him. So I got my eight-year-old daughter kind of overseeing the other three. <laughs> so she kind of has the power, and she can let him know, and she can penalize him. I gave her all the power while I'm doing this call. Hey, the art of delegation is something you have to teach young. I am, I'm impressed by that, Mr. A.J. Hawk. Yeah, did, did Chuck, did uh, Pagano do that? <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I have no idea what that meant or what who you were trying to take a shot at right there. I, don't no, I was just trying to, it was a... a Shameless plug for you to do your Chuck Pagano. Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little delegation. Sometimes you got to know what you don't know. You know, sometimes you have to know what you don't know. Ignorance isn't a problem, it's an opportunity. Okay, listen, that's what it is. All right, Mr. AJ Hawk. Sometimes I like it. you got to run in circles to get back to where you started. That's a fucking well, lie. Man, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, he just got a job, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> he did, yeah. And I have an interview with him coming up next week. Uh, he's gonna. He was actually going to come on today's show, but he realized about five minutes before the show that he hadn't done the Chicago press conference yet, that he's been announced as the D coordinator and said, I can't do that. So he's going to come on next week. I get a chance to talk to him. Are you excited about that? Wait, wait. Let's not even talk about the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about you being excited about the Green Bay Packers hire. You came up out of nowhere. Nobody knows who this guy is. You came out swinging in this guy's corner. Why is that? You're a big fan of the hire. Well, I mean, I think it obviously goes in the uh, the trend of these young, hotshot, offensive, creative dudes. And anyone that's been touched by McVay, figuratively, not literally. But I, uh, yeah. I just think I was so. I was a member of the Atlanta Falcons for about four weeks, the year that they got beaten in the Super Bowl, and the QB coach at the time was one Matt Lafleur. And for some reason, I talked to him a lot when I was there. I just we would go back and forth, and I didn't really know who he was, didn't know much about him. I knew he seemed good, and uh, I was impressed by him. And I know he's, he jumped around after that. That uh, Atlanta, I know he went to what? Maybe did he go to San Fran for a year? And I don't know where the fuck he went because I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds as if you are literally taking your phone, throwing it down the hallway, <laughs> talking, catching up to it, picking it back up, and talking again. How about now? What's going on? I, you tell me. I, I feel like the eight-year-old doesn't have anything under control. It sounds like all madness is broken out over there. Every fourth word is just going completely uh, blank. Oh, can you? Well, is it still messing up? I, I can't tell. It doesn't, doesn't show up to me, man. You literally sounded like Witten there. Like you know how when Witten's talking <laughs> on Monday Night Football, <laughs> like this. Oh, low blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, no, I think the, the connection, you just were breaking up. I don't know if you were walking around. He has a mansion of a house, by the way. I FaceTimed him today. I thought he was in a hotel. I thought he was in a fucking hotel. It was his house. And then I saw all his little kids. He has a beautiful place over there. He deserves it. So you got a chance to befriend him whenever you were with the Atlanta Falcons. Aaron Rodgers also gave him the sign-off, too. They said Aaron called him, and he was hired 10 minutes later. I, I think the Green Bay Packers should be excited about it. And uh, I loved calling that game in Lambeau. I wish you were there with me. Yeah, I know. I was I was going to ask you how did how did that go? How was it much different? Like, how did it feel compared to the Texas Tech game that we did? Well, AJ, you and I we know each other pretty well, so I feel like I knew going into that uh, experience in Jerry World with the Texas Farm Bureau Insurance Texas Shootout, uh, Baylor and Texas Tech. I knew that if all else failed, I could just ask you a question. And then hopefully berate you for your answer. I knew that that was something that I could do. With Robert Smith, I had no idea who he was. I had no He hadn't called an NFL game in eight years. I don't think he's called a game in eight years. And Justin Kutcher there, I don't think he's called a game in a long time either. So it, we were going in there with just a mixed bag of people. And to be honest, we, we hung out before the show, uh, before the game a little bit. We had that dinner thing and all that. But I, it's hard to build up a rapport like you and I had. So, so I was a little bit hesitant going into the thing. And then I took a little, uh, little vitamin rip right before the uh, game started and said, fuck it, let's let her fly. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what happened. But I missed you in there. Well, that's, you were good, though, man. And they, uh, So Kutcher, I've done a few games with Justin Kutcher as a play-by-play. And then Robert Smith, he's an Ohio State guy. I don't know if you know that or not. But, um, yeah, I was wondering how it was going to go. Anytime it's a three-man boot. And you don't know each other real well. It's kind of hard not to step on each other. But I saw that Detroit ran that fake field goal for a touchdown to really just put it. I mean, it was almost like that was set up just perfectly for you. Like they knew you were in the booth. 
Everybody knows that every time I make any type of religious statement, I count all of the religions in. I shout out the Mormons. I shout out the the Christians, the 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 Jewish. Uh, the, Keep going. Keep going. The Tom Cruises, the uh, the <laughs> the Allahs, the the Buddhas. I shout them all out, and I think. To be honest, they all did a little tag team up there and came through for me with that Prater touchdown. And also, I do believe there's a chance because the guy that was running the Lions special teams was from the Colts, was a ball boy basically for me and Vinny there for a a little bit. He was running the special teams because the head special teams guy got fired. He just wasn't named head special teams guy. Sam Martin and I, pretty good friends. Matt Prater, pretty good friends. I think there's a chance that they heard that I was in that game. Fuck it. We got nothing to lose here. Let's go ahead and put this in because they could have checked out of that and for that, I'll forever be thankful. I, honestly, they, they gave me a, a gift from all of the gods. All of them. I think I hit them all, too. AJ is good. AJ is good. He and I have what we like to call, in the biz, a good rapport. Oh, yeah. I also have a good rapport with this new app that I've been using every single day of my life. And it's mostly because I am possibly a degenerate at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's not gambling anymore. It is investing because I use the app, the Action Network. The Action Network is a place that gives you all the information you need to know to become the best sports gambler on earth. You want to see the trends? They got the trends. You want to hear write-ups from the experts? They got the write-ups from the experts right there on the app. Also, you can track all of your bets in there. So when you place a bet, track it in there. Green Dot City is a place that you will go because the Action Network is supplying you with all the information you need to know to win the dough. The Action Network app. The only place with <clears throat> the Action Network app. The only place that you can track all of your bets and connect it to sports sites like my bookie mm-hmm. and five others. Mm-hmm. That's all it says. My bookie and five others. We only use my bookie. Right. Here we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you use the others in said others, you can connect that right to the Action Network app. As soon as you place the bet, it'll go right into the app. Then all you have to do to follow along, whether you're winning or losing, the percentage of you winning, the percentage of you losing, they give you updates and notifications to the games that you're betting right there in one place. It's incredible. Action Network's the place to go from gambling to investing. Invest in you. Invest in the Action Network app the app the action network app back to the show you know what honestly i was curious how the production meetings were gonna go and i i talked to aaron and he said he's like honestly pat had some really good questions and i could tell he was actually really well like prepared he goes it was great he was really good in the production meeting aaron Rodgers said that yeah because i was curious i was like he's gonna show up and his wife beater and his weird Jordans that no one's ever heard of before and his cut-off jean shorts that are skin-tight into the Lambo in the little meeting room there and just throw terrible questions. But I knew you wouldn't do that. And Aaron said you were good, man. Sure sounded like you thought I was going to do that because you, you, that was a pretty descriptive little run you went on right there, Mr. Hawk. But I yeah, Hypothetically. Yeah, people were saying you thought people were saying you heard other people saying that. And I, I heard those uh, whispers as well. I heard those all around. But going into that thing, whenever you and I did it, Sean Kelly, the play-by-play guy, he kind of led the conversation with them, and we just kind of uh, piggybacked on the backside of it. I asked the dumb questions. You asked the real questions. Going into this one, Kutcher was like, hey, you guys drive it, and, and then I'll ask questions going in. 
And Robert Smith didn't didn't seem like he was much of an interviewer. So to be honest, it was it was just like a fucking podcast interview. I just had a full podcast conversation with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, it was kind of cool to to see the behind the scenes of that type of stuff because I assume that that happens with every NFL game. I've never been in one of those. It's very interesting to see both sides, like the Lions, and see the Packers. And there's like so much worries of like, hey, don't tell them we told you this. You saw this. You can't even mention that because I'm a guy that isn't much of a filter. Like I wanted to be like to Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, Matt Patricia has openly said that he's gonna. Blah, blah, blah. How are you gonna beat that? It's like, oh fuck, can't say that. Got to keep that inside voices in there. But it was fun, man. I enjoyed. Yeah, that's, well, you know, Sean Kelly was doing all production meetings. He he did have a ton of questions, and those are usually always like the analyst that runs them, like that is asking all the questions. The play by play may have. A couple at the end, but uh, yeah, I can see. I, I bet it was awesome. I know that's why Aaron had said it was like a nice change up for him. You got to deal with real questions from you, and not just probably the normal run of the mill stuff that everyone else has been throwing at him for fifteen, sixteen weeks. I'll tell you what, it meant a lot. Him and Joe Philbin both they opened the door into the meeting room and they just start laughing as soon as they saw me. <laughs> just Joe, like, oh yeah, you were there with Joe, right? Yeah, I was with Joe, and I are very tight, very very tight. Uh, massage for ninety minutes in the same room together, tight. Joe Philbin and I. Mm. Yeah, yeah, was, is that in the facility or somewhere like outside, off campus? It was in another country, actually. It was in uh, London. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, Joe's the man. I was with Joe for a long time. I love that dude. He's the most sarcastic, dry humor dude in the world. He's awesome. Yeah, I bet I'm sure. I you said it took a little while to understand his humor, didn't it? Yeah, for me, it literally it took until that London game, which I think was damn near. I don't know what it was. Middle of the season. I didn't even know he talked. I had no idea. I just seen him on Hard Knocks, and I told him right to his face that uh, this was one of my questions during that media thing right there to Joe Philbin. You probably th- the most drastic change in how I thought of you as an original human uh, from seeing you on Hard Knocks, how terrible you were, to coming around and really liking you. Probably the most drastic change I've ever experienced in my life. Have you seen that? <laughs> Have you seen that at Green Bay? And he just started laughing. He started laughing. He said, yeah, I'm starting to be myself more. He led into like a real answer too. So it was kind of, it was pretty cool. I had a good time there. I missed you there. Though. It's a roundabout compliment you gave him. Yeah, well, you know, like Joe... Uh, you know, he has no time for any garbage, like millennial social media. Like, he could care less. Like he's not going to show his personality on that. He doesn't care about it. Like he, but one-on-one and around the group, like he, uh, that's where I think he thrives. And he really gets a kick out of it. Even if you don't see him outwardly laughing. Yeah. It's, that was the big thing is I just thought this was the most bland offensive line coach in history. And then we're in that. We're, I've told the story a couple times. We were in a massage room, though, in London in the hotel. Me, Vinatieri, and Joe Philbin. We were the only ones that didn't travel into the city on the Friday night, so we had the entire place to ourselves, basically. We are like, oh, let's get a massage, because the TVs was shit. It was, uh, we couldn't really do anything. And we didn't even know Joe Philbin was in there. I was just questioning these English people that were massaging us about everything. I mean, I had a lot of questions. A lot, a lot of questions. And Vinatieri and I were kind of just tag-teaming the conversation there. And then I got on a hot run. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think I've ever been that hot with the, 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 the tongue. I was in there. I was just dropping bing, bang, boom, boom. International jokes, too. I mean, they were flying. <laughs> and all of a sudden, in the corner, I hear a laugh. I hear a laugh. And it's Joe Philbin standing up to get dressed to leave. I had no idea he was even in there i was like holy shit we didn't even know you were in there sorry about that and his exact words were i've never gotten a massage with another person before but i hope i never get a massage without you again and i was like thanks joe and we gave like a fist bump and he walked out and it was from that moment forward we had a we started talking on a, on a pretty regular basis at practice pretty regular basis good for you man it comes full circle and then you 
you call his last game as the interim uh, head coach of the Packers. They scored zero points. It was tough. It was very tough. But let's talk about you for a second. Please. What's up? Sure. You call college football games sometimes on a knee. You take a knee in the fucking booth. You wear incredibly nice suits. You got great hair, good face. You're always working out. What is the end game for A.J. Hawk? You're already ridiculously rich. Everything in Columbus is free for you because you're an Ohio State legend. What is the end game for old A.J. Hawk? Like, what do you want to do? The end game? As in what? Like, professionally? As how many kids I want to have? As what? We know you want a whole fucking Navy SEAL unit of children. <laughs> we know that. We understand that you have an issue just like Phil Rivers with pulling out and not just going for it every single time. And I appreciate that because people with your genes need to procreate just in case there is another war. We need more AJ Hawks out there just in case there is another war. I respect that. I'm talking professionally, though. When does AJ Hawk kind of do What is the goal professionally? Do you want to get like... Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. Do you want to get in that game? Do you like doing your shows? Do you have like 100 different shows? What is A.J. Hawk's life? Uh, that's a great question, I think. Uh, see, I don't, I don't have like a vision board that I write all my stuff out. I don't have these goals I write down of where I want to be. Like, I'm super lucky right now. I, I watch football and I watch fighting. And I talk about both of them for a living. Like, I do a show on Sirius XM a couple nights a week on an MMA channel. It's strictly MMA, no football, whatever. And then I bounce around doing football things everywhere. I'm serious. I have my own podcast, call college games, uh, did a whole Adidas high school game system this year, getting a ton of reps doing games. But also, I want to always call games. I want to be an analyst at the game. Like, that's that's my number one thing I always want to do and always want to get bigger and, and get better and do better games. But honestly, other than that, I don't have like a goal. Like, oh, I want to be – I want Collinsworth a spot or I want to be – we're witness. Like, I don't have a goal like that. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Cause I'm, like I said, I'm lucky, man. Like, I get to talk about what I like. And, you know, stuff that I don't like, I don't talk about. Like, I can't fake it. I've had offers to do radio and different shows on things like fantasy football. And I was like, bro, I wish I could fake it. But, like, I have no passion for it. And I don't understand it. So, no. Like, I, there's things like that I don't have to say yes to. So, uh, like I said, I'm in a fortunate spot. But I don't have any main, like, couple goals out there like that i'm chasing like i, I want to get better calling games and, and everything i do i do a bunch of stuff i'm serious and, and it's fun man i do it all from my house so that's the best part about it i don't have to go anywhere that's my favorite part yeah and you fucking plow through like seven cigars a day too it's unbelievable absolutely it keeps me focused man probably a little bit like your little vitamin vape pen you have respect you saw me pull that thing out in jerry world what a move by me what a move unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. it's so casual it's super casual <laughs> that's the best part about i'm like man like, i know i'm like a midwest dude like yeah and he talks to these you see like 15 year olds in california and they look at you like you're 100 years old if you if you didn't grow up eating edibles in third grade and they do all this and you just have that thing so casual wherever you are like it's no big deal i'm like yeah Cool. I, don't, I was never going to question you. I feel like you carry yourself with that kind of swagger where it's like, yeah, no one's going to question me. Just act as if. Ben Stewart. <laughs> I honestly, whenever I, you should see in Lambo is a whole other animal because it was, I mean, we were standing there <laughs> and it was, 
the place was filled, unlike Jerry World, which I got yelled at for saying. But the the place was there was we were surrounded by people. The booth right next to us in Lambo is filled with people. Then they're less than a foot and a half away from me inside of glass, though warm. And then on the other side, same thing. And then people in front of me. And it was like right before the game was about to start. I was like, oh, I'm probably not gonna be able to get one here for a little while. Hmm. So I just pulled it out as if it was just like I was supposed to be doing it. And I just put it back in my pocket. And everybody just didn't even know. Everybody just didn't even act, think twice about it. I was like, ah, oh, I think we got away with that. Wait, one. was this, this was right in the booth? Yeah. Not even in like the bathroom in the booth? Nah. <laughs> Good for you. Well, yeah, I mean, people walk around smoking tobacco yep. vape pens all day. So why, that's all you have. Well, that's what it was. That's that's, it, it was vitamin. I assume that's what yours was. Yeah. Yeah, it was vitamins. Of course. That's, I mean, come on. Honestly, I mean, it makes everything better. It tastes better. It's the vitamins. It's just the vitamins one. It's good. But yeah, I mean, that helps me out a lot. There's a lot of different um, platforms now. You did some work with DAZN, the D-A-Z-N. You were in Green Bay. You're going to do a little bit more of that. You have the Hawk cast. Are you like a, a one man? Are you a small business? Is the Hawk a small business over there? No, I'm not like uh, the Pat McAfee Inc. Uh, small business owner, which you call it a small business. I, I you can't call it a small business when you have a eighty thousand square foot warehouse where you guys just fart around and shoot three pointers and chip golf balls during the day and, and film it and create all this great content. So that's not a small business. No, I am. It's hard I am. I'm me. I just hang out, man. I, I get to. I don't know. I get to talk about what I like. And I. The thing is, too. You know how a lot of people, Pat, they want to get on. I don't know how you feel. But a lot of guys that I've worked with at different times or come across, they want to get on like the first take type shows where they get on a panel and they're there yeah. five days a week and they just argue over whatever the topics are when they have these hot takes that we all know about. And I've done that every once in a while in studio shows and I just don't care. Like there's so many things <laughs> that I just don't have an opinion on. I think that Patrick Mahomes is better than Deshaun Watson, but, 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 but it was really hard for me not to be like, okay, man, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> you know, I, that's it. I was on that show. It was really hard for me to be like, it was, but it's, isn't it terrible, man? Like it's people tough. That, like my brother-in-law, Brady Quinn, he loves doing that stuff. And, and he, he'll sit there and try to tell me, he'll ask me questions and we do radio together. We'll, we'll co-host four hour shows on, on the NFL channel on serious. <laughs> and there'll be times when he brings up a certain, topic or something and i'm like ready i don't care at all i don't have an opinion <laughs> one way or the other on this just move oh, get let's get past it and he'll like he, he loves to to debate and i think a lot of people do like to debate and i don't even like to debate stuff i'm passionate about so when i don't care <laughs> when someone's trying to make me take a side there's no chance i'm doing it. the um i talked to orlovsky it might be a quarterback thing might be a quarterback thing i talked to orlovsky i was like all right orlovsky and this was a couple of months ago, so this might have changed. But he was calling games, and he was going on TV. He was doing uh, breakdowns of film and shit with the touchscreen. But then he was getting into a lot of debates. I mean, I, I seen his ass every fucking morning debating somebody. So I was like, "Yo, do you like do you like calling games, or do you like waking up and just arguing with people?" And that, that was exactly what I said. It, and he said, "I enjoy the debates." Like he said to me, and then he broke down why. Yep. He says because it makes him feel good whenever they win. Whenever it's like a winning point. It makes him, he feels like there's no winners. There's no winners there, Pat. <laughs> the list, the viewers, the viewers are the winners. The viewers. No, I mean, I, I get it. Dan's a smart dude and he's all over the place. He's really good, but you're right. Maybe it's a quarterback thing. You're, I don't know, but yeah, I just, there's, I just don't have an opinion on a lot of things. It's tough, man. It's tough to give a fuck. Like, do you? 
do you, Pat? Like if they not if really. they give you a rundown of eight things, like okay, here we go, we're going to talk about this. Well, then one thing I'm not arguing, I promise you that. I'm very vocal about it when I do radio. Is when people try to dispute the goat, who's the greatest of all time, all these in different sports and all oh. this stuff. I'd rather blow my head off. Like I'm not doing it. There's no <laughs> subjective. There's no answer. So that I just I guess that's I sh- I I don't rule anything out, but I doubt that I would be doing like a studio consistent studio show in the future. Hey, we're about to get into um, who's the goat debate season here after football ends and there's nothing else to do. It just, that is the news cycle. The sports news cycle is just, uh, well, who has the best shoes? Well, if you look at these shoes, they got a good high yeah. top and they straight. <laughs> yeah, but when I put these shoes on, they make me taller. It's all the worst. But that, the hard thing is that people, will they'll watch it they'll be like oh man these guys are such idiots and then they'll debate their buddies about oh. what they were debating oh, yeah. on tv like, you just okay. see what the right. fuck Orlovsky was saying <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable I, it's a great business i enjoyed it it's just not my cup of tea uh who's smart. gonna no it's smart. i would do it if i was one of the execs i'd put it on there people watch i don't some of the shows some of the shows i think We'll probably have to edit that out, to be honest, because I'm in fucking negotiations with every single one of them. Um, AJ, who's going to win this weekend on this episode of Football Talk with Hawk? Who's going to win this weekend? Man, so, okay, let's Rams Saints. Oh, boy. That game is in New Orleans. So uh, how many times have you played uh, in the Dome there, Pat? I've played down there one time. We lost by 45. Yeah, I, I think I've played there 12 times and lost 12 times. Like, we I, we got blasted every time I was there. It's a tough place to play. It is, because it's, it's not the nicest dome. Let's not – it's not the nicest no. dome. But, boy, whenever that hoot-at nation starts hoot-atting and yelling and just rolling in off of bourbon, I mean, it's, it is a – it is a rompous atmosphere in there, and once that buzzsaw gets a going, the Drew Brees buzzsaw, it's tough to stop. I don't know how the Rams beat the Saints, honestly, especially after rolling $200,000 in with the Lombardi Trophy saying win three fucking games if you want that by Sean Payton. You like that move? Yeah, sure, man. Whatever motivates your guy, nothing <laughs> motivates an athletes like money. I know that much. And the only problem is he rolls in 200k in cash, and somebody, like, hey, coach, hey, take about 120 of that away for taxes, please. Like someone should have done that and at that moment. But guys, <laughs> don't want to worry about that. But uh, you know what? If I had to pick, like if this was a hot take show, I I don't know why. Maybe I'm I'm one of the people that's in awe of what McBay is doing. But I, I like the Rams. I think if anyone can do it, the Rams can go in there and they can find a way to get a win. Just don't let the Saints get up on you. Like I've been there when we've been down, like. 10 nothing, 14 nothing early. And man, when it, once they get the momentum rolling, you like you said, the crowd is crazy. It's just tough to, to get it back. So if the Rams have a decent start, I think the Rams can find a way to win. Yeah, and you're completely wrong because Sean Payton and the boys down in New Orleans, they've been just working their tails off, really, ever since that fake punt. I feel like they have the scheme, the strategy, and the right players to go ahead and break through the walls of that Los Angeles Rams team headed up by Kid Genius. So everything you just said was stupid. Oh yeah, we're debating. Is someone is someone in the studio giving points to one of us right now? <laughs> it was so hard to do that. I mean, I was trying to piece together that sentence there to tell you you were stupid. It was it was getting difficult. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not great at it. Normally, pretty good talker can't do that. Let's go to the AFC. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Still Tom Brady. Is that what we're saying? Man, look at you like segue. You're like a legit host, Pat. Like, all right, on to the AFC yeah. now. You're no really shit. driving the ship. AJ, no shit. AJ. 
Jesus. I know this is episode like 6,000 for you, and you do things all over the place, but yeah, I can't, man, the Chiefs, it's going to be, uh, people love to talk about the weather in Kansas City. What's it going to be like? Well, I feel like if it's cold, that helps the Patriots out even more. Yep. They're used to playing with that in, in uh, Gillette Stadium, but, and the Patriots can run the ball now too, man. So like they can beat you many, multiple different ways. I mean, the Chiefs, obviously, their offense is great, but I think that I, I just have a hard time picking against the Patriots. It's like going to the national title game. I was like, man, I look at Alabama like I look at the Patriots. I just have a hard time picking against them. There's just something about them. And they got smoked by Clemson. But I'm going to have to take the Patriots. Um, did you see Tom Brady in his turtleneck after the game say to that very um, – the, the shorter lady, he said, everybody thinks we suck. It'll be fun. We'll see, he said. And with like a thing, and then the many men song the day afterwards, it feels on like the treadmill. Yeah, it feels like they have. Yeah, on the treadmill, looking at getting after it the day after. By the way, just fucking Tom Brady, no days off. Hashtag. But it feels like they have somehow convinced themselves that they're the underdogs in this whole thing, and they're the best dynasty in the history of the NFL. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, hey, whatever it takes. I know that they say Tom Brady, all the great ones have like that chip on their shoulder that they keep throughout their whole time when he was drafted late, whatever. But they actually are legit. With their, they're three-point underdogs, I think, in this game. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, they're probably – That's nuts. It's, it's nuts. Who cares if it's on the road? Who gives a single fuck? Tom Brady has won more playoff games than any other quarterback has appeared in. It's, it, I hate it. I hate I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's just they're so – they're so dumb. Uh, and the Patriots, anyone that watched them like last week, too, like the, it looked like, now it doesn't mean they're going to duplicate it next week in this game, but they looked like the, like the Patriots of old almost. Like Gronk Edelman's back. Gronk looked good. He's knocking people all over the place. Tom looked amazing. They could run the ball. Their defense looks good. Like they, the Patriots, they know. Like when you're on a great team, the regular season, cool. Yeah, they're trying to win, but they don't freak out. Like they understand, like, hey, all this stuff, this means nothing. Only our season starts in January, like after the regular season's over, and the Patriots know that better than anybody. So that's why I love what they're doing. But Pat Mahomes, pretty good. Throws the ball from multiple different arm angles, Pat, in case you haven't heard when you watch the broadcast. Yeah, that's what everybody has been telling me, is that Pat Mahomes <laughs> is the second coming of Rich Gannon. He's a guy that can really throw at any angle, but Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and that old guy up in the booth that's doing the stuff with the stuff, I think they're going to be pretty tough to beat. AJ. I appreciate you so much, man, for joining us. Thanks, man. Good to be with you. Did you hear what I sounded like there? Yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> That's what you sounded like for like the last four minutes of that interview right there. I didn't you? know what you were doing. My bad. How do I? I can't tell what my phone's doing that. I know it's that's and you're on a roll and it's not like I can interrupt you because you're on a such. It's just one of those. Te- oh, it's a technology problem. My bad. No, it's not your bad. You're, bad. you're on an incredible run. This is not your fault. We blame Tim Cook. Well, yeah, they haven't innovated anything. <laughs> nothing. Since old buddy died. Fucking nothing. They've done nothing since old buddy has died, except for the AirPods. I'm a big fan of the AirPods. I had them in today. I'm a... uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I wear them. Well, yeah, I got weird ears. They don't fit. They don't stay in. Okay. Can you put any headphones inside of your ear? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, for, is this is this on the show? Are we on the show? So, well, not if you keep taking a phone away from your mouth and we can't hear it anymore. I can't put. Hello, any- my phone has been stuck to my mouth this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Excuse- what? 
don't you honestly if you're playing with me and doing the delay on purpose you're dead like are you serious <laughs> What was that? All right. I mean, now I'm I'm going to assume it's on. It's been on purpose while you're throwing the fake delay at me. So I don't even know if I can speak, but I assume we're still on the on the show. We we're, we're still. <laughs> I think it's over now, man. I really. I think we had a good run there. What do you think? You think yeah. Would you ask? You asked something though uh, before you did the dumb fake delay to derail the whole combo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the AirPods are the only ones that go into my ear that can stay in my ear because I have weird-shaped ears. So, like, any of the other ones mm. that you're supposed to shove in there, I can't do. i got to do the outer ear headphones until the AirPods are the only ones that have been able to... Because I think they hook there down my face, down my jaw, whenever it comes out. It, it hooks onto my face. And that's I think that's why I like it because it's the only headphone that I've been able to wear that doesn't have to be the full kit and caboodle. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you got that nice, big, square, strong jaw. So they, I guess they, they made them just for you. I've been dieting. Have you see, You've been checking out my jawline. Have you seen it on the internet? It's been pretty good, huh? Yeah, that's what it's all the. It's the craze. It's what they talk about. I've heard that, and also I've, have you I've, have you have you tweeted out? Have you tweeted or Instagrammed a picture of the the kind of cute might delete later situation? What? No. The whole meme's going around. No. I, I'm a thermostat, not a thermometer. Okay, I set the temperature on there. I don't tell it. You hear me? <laughs> I don't know why I even asked you that. I just I thought I might have seen you put a little weird, cheeky picture out. I did a ten year challenge thing, so everything I just said in that statement is a complete lie because <laughs> everybody else is doing it. So I, I lied to you there. What is the cute kind of cute may delete later? What is that? Kind of cute might delete later. It's like the little memes going around. I'm sure guys in there know it. I'm sure Foxy know. knows it. Foxy, what is it? Yeah, it's like a millennial thing. So girls will post a selfie, like kind of cute, might delete later. Oh, so it's like I want to put a picture up yes. <laughs> that is what I would normally get roasted for. Exactly. But I might delete it. It's a good idea, by the way. Good PR move by whoever started that mm -hmm. to kind of get the trend going. And like, I want to post a selfie of me without getting roasted by humans or judged. So, yeah, eh, 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 that's delete. what it is. Eh. Have you posted one, Mr. Hawk? No, I have not. I'm what? trying to think of a good one. I figured, of course, you'd be on it, but it makes sense. I mean, you're, like you said, you're you're setting the, you're setting the tone. You're not following what everybody else is doing. Yeah. I'm just, I might do the ice bucket challenge here another week. Or two <laughs> if I don't touch up. Uh, all right. Well, see you later, man. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I'll talk to you. Hey, good luck with those kids. I hope that eight-year-old did well through this whole time. We talked for a little bit here. I, I don't I'm know. assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming everything's good. The house isn't on fire yet, so we're we're all good. Thank you. Would be wild. You walk downstairs to an entire like crime scene, basically, where like maybe they just completely destroyed the kitchen. Uh, just completely took everything out of the pantry. Maybe opened some bags. I don't know if they are allowed to eat chips over there with how healthy you are, but if they're allowed to eat chips, they dump those. What if there's just an entire, like, it, what if an explosion has happened while this interview has happened? Is that on me or is that on you? No, that's not on you, Pat. But, I mean, honestly, that happens probably three times a week where, where that kind of thing happens where you think you could trust them. Hey, guys, I'm just going to I'm gonna go take a leak <laughs> quick out back. <laughs> Can I trust you? Can I trust you to give me a ride? Like, yeah, yeah, Dad, we're good. Yeah, and you come back, and they got lighters in their hand, and everything <laughs> is out of the cabinets. And yeah, of course, they eat chips, they eat brownies, they find, they'll try to, they'll find Oreos, they hit under their pillows. Like, yeah, things like that happen all the time. Dad of the year, bro. You're dad of the year.
Obviously not. Well, I mean, I think you survived this here. You did a full interview here all by yourself in a house, a, a hotel with four children. I think you, I think that's a, yeah. a master's class. Try. You know, you do, all you gotta do is try. Just try, Pat. Whenever you have kids, give them a hug. Tell them you love them. That's all you gotta do. Keep them alive. They'll be good. When you talk to your kids, don't give them the iPad. That's easy. <laughs> Just give them the iPad. And then what? They sit there for six hours. What do they do? Smash the monkey? What is it called? <laughs> what did they do? They catch the Pokemon? Did they learn anything? No. What did you do? You napped? Don't give them an iPad. <laughs> give them a hug. Chuck Pagano. Pre-game speech. Give them a hug. A pre-game speech? Night before, like in the hotel... He had a, he was, Chuck Pagano is one of the most hilarious coaches I've ever heard speak. And I mean that it's like a stand up bit every time he got up in there. And we talk about it a little bit here on the show later. But he was rolling, rolling, rolling. And then something distracted him to a kid. Somehow he thought of somebody's kid. And then his head just couldn't, he was, he went into full like how to be a dad mode. And it was like a seven minute detour that we give him a hug. Don't give him an iPad. And then all of a sudden we're back into tomorrow. <laughs> it was a fucking, it was one of the most magical moments I've ever seen in a team meeting. I think I died laughing. I honestly think, I think he's going to do well in Chicago. I think he is. Yeah, I think the boys are going to be flying around for him up there. Yeah, he's got enough talent on that defense, man. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be good for a little while. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll see if they're better than your guy, Matt LaFleur. I'm excited to see if that works out. AJ Hawk, dad of the year. That's football talk with the Hawk. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. Hey, by the way, not a bad segment there for you if you would like to take that to your small business and run with it. Football talk with the Hulk. He hung up. <laughs> Huge shout out to AJ Hawk. What a good conversation with old Cuzzy there. He's the best. He really is. Every he, time he comes on here, it's just I, I look forward to it. Because he has a dry sense of humor. Mm -hmm. He's a smart ass. Mm -hmm. And he has a resume that lets him do whatever he wants. Right. He can say whatever he wants about football, and nobody can tell him any differently because his resume is one that can be stacked up against anybody. Yeah, that's what I told you. I wasn't that happy with the Packers hire. I saw AJ tweet that he was actually excited for it. I was like, huh, maybe I should uh, reconsider because I respect AJ's opinion. He was friends with the guy. Didn't even know him, he yeah. said. <laughs> Had no idea he was a quarterback coach. I was just talking to this guy, good guy, head coach of the Packers. That's what he basically <laughs> said. That's what A.J. Hawks said. Shout out to him. And by the way, if you're going to play daddy duty to 400 kids like what he does over there, mm -hmm. you're going to be exhausted. Oh, yeah. Especially after a 40-minute hard interview with me. Mm -hmm. I don't let people get out of here easy. No. I, go, I make them go through mental gymkhana if they want to get through a conversation with me. Be exhausted. You'd be tired. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little sleepy. A little dozy. Oh, a little nappy nap you're looking for. I recommend that he gets the best mattress on planet Earth so that when he wakes up, he's recharged, reset, and recovered in re-80 ready <laughs> to go. I really thought I was going to make it work there. In my brain, I saw the RE, and I just went for it there. You know? Recover, recharge, mm -hmm. reset, and then my brain just saw ready, but we were in the re, you know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's tough. But you get it. Lisa's Sleep is the only mattress that you need. And you don't have to go to the stupid mattress stores anymore. You know those mattress stores? Mm -hmm. 
They're stupid. I agree. What do you do? You roll around in somebody else's sweat? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this bed comfortable? You have no idea. You got like 45 people staring at you. Is this what it's going to be in your house? Maybe. Do you think state of mind could potentially be on whether or not you're comfortable? And now what? You're rolling around in old Tommy's fucking sweat from two days ago that's in the same bed? No way. No way. Lisa did everything that they, they could to make sure that you never have to experience that disgustingness again. Lisa delivers the mattress right to your doorstep. That's Mm -hmm. all they do. And with this new program to make the world a better place, for every 10 that they sell, they give away one bed to somebody that doesn't have one. They donate a mattress, one in 10 program. They've donated more than 31,000 mattresses and counting. Foxy. Yes, sir. Just about a week ago, maybe five days ago, you got a chance to showcase a math part of your brain that... The whole world doubted. It doesn't really exist. But you hit it right on the head. Yes, I did. One in 10 program. They've donated 31,000 mattresses, which means they've sold roughly... 310,000 mattresses. I was still hoping that he would get that one. No, no, no. Yeah, I was hoping that there was a chance. I memorized that one. Oh, you memorized that? Yeah, yeah. So you didn't do the equation again simply because you've already figured it out. You memorized the answer. Exactly. That a boy. That's how you do math. It's like when you cheat on something, you just memorize it. Absolutely. It's a test. Yeah, it is. And guess what? You passed. Thank you. You know why you passed that test? Because. You're well rested. (laughs) Because you sleep on a Lisa's sleep mattress. Lisa strives to leave the world better than they found it. And that doesn't stop with the mattress donations, the one in 10. Together with the Arbor Day Foundation, huge holiday, Arbor Day. The Arbor Day Foundation, Lisa plants one tree for every mattress they sell. 310,000 trees, at least, in counting. This is when they wrote the script. Who knows when it is? 310,000 trees added to this earth of ours. Hello, oxygen. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Is anybody thanking Lisa for the oxygen that we're breathing? Not that I know of. Wow. Wow. Arbor Day Foundation. Shout out. Start 2019 well-rested. Well rested. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash McAfee. And by the way, it is a forward slash. It is a forward slash. So what I learned on the internet after we had this very reasonable discussion that 90% of America would have on this particular thing, Mm -hmm. if it looks as if the line is leaning forward, it's a forward slash. If it looks like the line is leaning backwards, it's a backward slash. You know, that makes sense. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. But I would think that if it was leaning forward, that's going from forward to back. I agree. And then... Back to front is the other way. So, so that's not right, though. By the way, everything. if you're confused right now, remember, that little thing, that little dash there, is a little homie. If he's leaning forward, that's a forward slash. Little homie's got a cholo lean back, that's a motherfucking backslash. All right? Forward slash is with the question mark. Shares, shares the spot on the keyboard with the question mark. Okay, there's next level right there. Nice. There is next level. You get it. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash homies tipping the edge. Yep. Because mm-hmm. he's leaning like one of them jumping skiers. This one right here. That's oh, a good yep. way to put it. That's exactly what he is. Yep. He's mm-hmm. the jumping skier that's in the air. Like, yes, just flying like a squirrel. Forward slash McAfee. M-C-A-F-E-E. 160 American dollars off your mattress that shows up at your goddamn doorstep and... A tree gets planted, and you add to the one in ten program, and 
your reset, recharge, recovered, and re eighty with Lisa. <laughs> Lisa.com forward slash McAfee. The NFL, man. That's, that's, that's right out of a movie. That's always what Chuck said. Chuck would always go like, this is the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> that was always. Always. When we got on that tiny little fucking plane and we flew to Buffalo, it was the first game of the year. It was our first plane. So it was our first time traveling that year. And mm-hmm. it was the first year that there was a new uh, sheriff in the building running things. Mm-hmm. We get on this tiny little fucking plane, tiny planes. One of the it was it was one of those planes that have like three on one side, three on the other, and then he got an aisle down the yeah. middle, and it was short. <laughs> and when a team travels, it's all the front office, it's all the sponsors. There's some sponsors in there, and then it's the entire team and the coaches. And there's some VIPs in there if they pay. So this plane was jam packed. Mm-hmm. Costanzo sitting right behind me, and Costanzo is like six seven, I think three hundred and probably 40 pounds and he's on this in the aisle seat right behind me his right knee is just digging right into my back and then his left knee is like what i'm putting my arm on right like his left knee is right there and i turn around and i'm like costanzo he's like i'm always uncomfortable like just trying to be like i'm like i'm like sort of looking around i'm like this is hey this is quite a downgrade from what we used to fly and we used to whenever we were winning we were flying in some bigger planes it's like major league so as soon as we land as soon as we land chuck gets off the bus first and grigson get off the bus first and then i'm on bus three normally it's me and vinatieri in the front and then like the defense is right behind us and we get off the bus first and we go into like the the lobby of the hotel and i go to chuck he's got his sunglasses on his headphones on and i'm like Pull your fucking headphones out. He's like, what? I'm like, we are not flying on another plane ever the fuck again. He was like, like, what? I was like, we are not flying on that fucking plane ever. This is the National Football League, man. You got Anthony Costanzo wedged in a goddamn, like a a trident piece of gum with the same amount of space as the fucking Huntington Bank people. He's got to go to battle tomorrow, and you got him just crammed in here. Why are we doing this? He goes, Oh, you think I'm picking the plane? <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts his headphones back in and goes up to his room. And Vinatieri is like, uh, what do you say? What do you say? Like, he, he just asked me if I thought he was picking the plane. Flying out. So then later that night, and I thought maybe Chuck like might have been pissed off at me for this, right? Because mm-hmm. it was right in front of everybody. It was right in front of everybody that I did this. And every everybody was on the same page as me, by mm-hmm. the way. This is another situation where I was... I, I just so happened to be the deliverer uh-huh. of yeah. the news. That's what I love about Vinny. He's like, hey, what do you say? What do you say? Exactly. Vinatieri's in the league for like 16 <laughs> years at this point, 17 years. And he's like, what, what do you say? So then we go up to our rooms. You get like two hours before we have a team meeting or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, special teams meeting and then a team meeting and then all that shit. So we go up to the room. I pass out. I come back downstairs. And me and Vinny are sitting at like uh, – one of our dinner tables, which is normally connected to where the team meeting uh-huh. is. And me and Vinny are just sitting there and Chuck comes and sits down next to me and he's in like his athletic shorts, you know? And I was like, you preparing for that big speech tonight or what? It was the first week, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, I've been, I've been waiting for this one. You know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I was like, uh, did you do any writing on the plane or were you too fucking uncomfortable? On the plane? <laughs> and he just goes, Jesus, is that never going to stop? <laughs> no, Chuck, this is me every day, by the way. Just want to let you know that. And he was like, this is the NFL, Pat. <laughs> and he walks away. It was awesome. He and I had a really good relationship mm-hmm. until we didn't. And then we got back. 
he was a lot of fun at your comedy show. Yeah, dude. Man, I was like, this guy is the real deal as a human, you know? He's a stand up comedian that's yeah. a football coach. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to tell you, you guys just got. To... So, for those that are listening, Chuck Pagano uh, is going to be on this show next week, mm-hmm. which is huge, by the way. That's a pretty gigantic get there oh, right yeah. before he's the new D coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Mm hmm. He, that's the reason why he can't come on the show today, by the way. It's because he hasn't officially announced <laughs> that he is the D coordinator for Chicago Bears with the local press. And I 100% understand that he's got to talk to the local press first. So he's going to come on next week. And there was like a little 10-minute conversation I had with him. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And it was literally just like, it was just right like we're right back in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, I'm excited for the Chicago to get to know him. What is it, Chicagoans? Chicagoans, yeah. Sounds right. It's like... You don't know? Yeah, Chicagoans. Somebody wrote Coloridians to me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's a real thing. Just like Floridians. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm reading it, I thought I was a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading I was like, Colorid. (laughs) What is that guy even saying right there? And then he said, come. I started using context clues. He was like, come to. I thought that could have been like a store. I didn't know if it was a store. <laughs> I had no idea. And I Because he didn't capitalize the C. Okay. So it was lowercase. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. That's on. on him. Yeah. I was questioning me, though, for a long time, but we got there. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Nailed it. Coloradians? Ridians, I think. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, Chuck's from, though, by the way. Boulder. Hmm. Boulder, Colorado. What, a, what an awesome town. Go Buffs. Right? I don't know if he yes, played. Did he? Is that right. who he played for? I'm he not played sure. for Wyoming. Yeah, he played for. I thought he played for Wyoming, but he lives now in. I think he has a house in Boise because he coached there. I went through his goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. That's a long list. His career. Yeah, Southern <laughs> California. He started out as a GA. Then he went to University of Miami in Florida. Uh, by the way, anytime I mention Miami, it's the one in Florida. Mm-hmm. Miami to GA. Then he goes to Boise, ECU, UNLV, back to ECU, back to Miami, to Cleveland. You haven't really coached in the NFL until you get fired from Cleveland. <laughs> he did that, goes to Oakland. Then he becomes North Carolina's D coordinator for one year, becomes the Baltimore Ravens secondary coach, then the Ravens D coordinator for a year, then Colts head coach. Then he was working for the NFL. And now he's the Bears D coordinator. Mm-hmm. Jeez. What a journey. <laughs> Him and Tina just travel around. Yeah, I've been around. A lot of those fucking coaches. If you look at their Wikipedias, they've all had like fucking 20 jobs. Yeah. And they stay so committed because once you get to that upper echelon, there's a lot of fucking money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these dudes know nothing outside of football. No. Absolutely. It's like getting out of jail. Honestly, like Tom someone, McMahon, I'm going to ask him. why Bruce Tom went back to coaching. He didn't know exactly. what the fuck to do. He was red. <laughs> red was here. Yeah. That's what Bruce was about to do. Yes. Working in a grocery store <laughs> next to goddamn Trent Green and uh, the other guy <laughs> goes into his hotel room after the game and tries to hang himself. <laughs> I, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. yeah, yeah. I don't he, think anyone really thought he did. But he probably felt pretty I, out of place there. Hey, there's some people that are listening to our show for the first time mm-hmm. on a very regular basis now mm-hmm. for this show. Each show seems mm-hmm. to be like that. I get some hilarious tweets from people and they're first to go through for us. Man. <laughs> The Zito gets a good reaction from people. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, they question if you're a real human. They ask if you're a character. You know, like uh, Donnie Baker or something like that. Right. They ask mm-hmm. if you're a character. And I don't respond, but in my head, I'm like, 
I don't think so. No, that's actually him. <laughs> I often ask myself the same thing every time we come in here. I still think he is a character. You think he's just playing? Yeah, somebody? I mean, he lets real Zito out every once in a while, and it's nothing like. Characters. I don't think I've ever seen him. Maybe whenever. <laughs> maybe whenever he. You gotta spend a lot of time with him. Well, that's the thing is, I'm kind of always off doing something, and then I see him in spurts, and I'm out, and I'm back. He's gimmick twenty four. He's a really nice. He's a really nice guy. Real Zito is oh, a really nice guy. My God, mm-hmm. how about the brain, intelligent wise? It's he's just a uh, normal guy. Just a standard basic ass yeah. brain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are basic level equivalencies that I don't yeah. think he meets. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You sit with him. There's a lot of. There's, it'll surprise no, you. No, it's there's unique. Some smart things that come out. Yeah. I think in its own way. I honestly think that he looks up the dumb things that he says. Like I think he preps. Uh, like I think he work. preps for the dumb things. People preps to be smart. I yeah. just preps to be dumb. <laughs> I will say I did get a twenty-three on my ACT. Huh? I good. got a twenty-three on my That's ACT. That's not bad. That's pretty, pretty good. good. They told me to take another one, and I was like, no. My did you take? You took the ACT? No, no, no. I just know that's pretty good. I don't know anything about it. we. Used to, we took the, the sixteen hundred SAT. Uh, yeah, the OGs yeah. back in our day. We took the sixteen hundred SAT. That's the East Coast thing, though, right? I, I think I did really fucking good on it. By the way, I think I did because we had a teacher that gave us. Um, we had a calculator. Mrs. Rocket, uh, Rocket. Mm-hmm. Everybody hated this lady. Yeah. Everybody hated her, but she was just a she was a loony tune. That's what she was. She, she was, was old just, as fuck. She was old as shit. Lost her mind. But she gives you a TI, a Texas Instrument, mm-hmm. and she gets you to go ahead and just cheat code that entire SAT. Aww. If you paid attention to in her class at all, she gave you all the cheat codes. Yeah, it was that nice. Class. I had her. She prepped our course the entire year to get ready to take the SATs. We told her all year, lady, we already took them. <laughs> 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 we took him to start the year. I don't know what to tell you. Like, there might be one or two people in here retaking them, but we're all set. Hilarious. Zito, what was your profession before you uh, came here? Uh, my actual degree is uh, Parks and Recreation. Uh-huh. No, yeah, but like, what did you do? Yeah, did you, you, you had a regular job. I, I engineered uh, light poles. Yep. Yeah, but you always, every time I called you, when you were working in that last profession, you're always shirtless and in your room. <laughs> yeah, because I worked from home. Yeah. I, uh, I told them that I had a sick uncle out here, and they let me work from home. He, work he from was always finessing oh, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Always, always <laughs> finessing somebody. Mm-hmm. It's next level. Sick uncle. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go engineering ahead. telephone poles, by the way. I, I don't even know if you have to engineer them at this point, right? 2019, those things are well, playing where they go. I, I, uh, yeah, so you play where they go and you put the attachments on there. So, like the, the power box and all that stuff, the, the wires. My, one of my first times ever getting on a private plane, it was a small one, mm-hmm. a tiny little one. It was my original agent set up this flight for me from Nashville to Morgantown after a Thursday night football game in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football happens. We win. I go out with a bunch of people from Nashville that I guess I knew at the time. I don't, I don't really talk to them much. <laughs> I don't know how I got linked up with them. I have no clue. And we, guy wrote American Honey, the song American Honey. I was oh, with. Oh, I don't know wow. how. I don't remember how I met him. To be honest, I think it was a um, what's that? Sex is on Fire group. Kings oh, of Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. So I went to a Kings of Leon concert, played ping pong backstage, smoked everybody, <laughs> met this guy. He was writing. He was either opening for Kings of Leon or doing something with them. We kept in touch via somehow. Thursday night game happens. I'm like, hey, I'm going to stay the night in Nashville. I've never been in Nashville. Was just going to go kind of do it myself. And we linked up. And he had like a limo for me. Like we. Oh, wow. We He's connected. We went and did Nashville. Mm-hmm. That was That's in the, awesome. the private, uh, there's like private clubs in Nashville hmm. that it's only members only to mm-hmm. get in because I assume there's so many country sure, musicians. Yeah. 
I couldn't remember what they look like, but I was in there and I was having a night. I guess he ended up, um, he dropped me off back at the hotel. It was like four or 5 a.m. I had this flight at, I think it was like eight or nine. And the only previous private plane time I'd had was with Peyton. Mm -hmm. And it was a good plane. Mm -hmm. So I show up at where I'm supposed to show up at, which my old agent set up this flight with these two Italian guys from Pittsburgh who were going to drop me off in Morgantown on their way home. Mm -hmm. It's their plane. We get to the private plane place. I am terribly hungover. Um, I, I think I, I think I ate a pretty large edible as well to kind of beat the hangover. And I walk out onto the private plane thing. I'm like, which one's ours boys. I start walking towards like a regular size plane <laughs> and it was a <laughs> plane. It was, uh, over Prop. here to the left. Oh man. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, I don't even know these guys. They're Italian though. Mm -hmm. Okay. From Pittsburgh. Good guy, son. <laughs> That's really up for debate. Nine out, of, <laughs> nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. True. Very true. I would say our Italian community in Pittsburgh are all good people, except for the ones that aren't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for the ones that aren't. Sure. Except for the ones that aren't. <laughs> the one percent. Can't judge a whole community by a few guys. Mm -mm. No. Too often we judge a community by their worst Correct. examples yep. as opposed to the sum of the majority. Well said. <laughs> I think George Bush said that, actually. I think he did. Well, somebody wrote it. He said it, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. this plane ain't designed for comfort. Usually the passengers don't actually make it to where we're going. Yeah. So there <laughs> it is. So out. we get on. So I, I have to turn left to this plane. At this moment, I just met these guys. Mm -hmm. My agent who set it up, he took a regular plane home. So it's me just meeting these random guys walking onto this tiny plane, and I had a pretty large edible and I started having a moment with myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, this ain't how it ends, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. So right before we get on the plane, they asked me how much I weigh and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It was the first time I'd ever been on a plane that asked me how much I mm -hmm. weigh and how much my bag weighs. And I'm like, I'm not getting on this fucking plane. <laughs> so I look on my phone if there's any flights from like the commercial from Nashville yeah, yeah. to mm -hmm. Morgantown or Nashville to Pittsburgh. No flights out of that Nashville area. I mean, there's uh, next yeah. to no flights. So I, I had a moment there where I had to, I had to get on this plane. Mm -hmm. So I get on this plane, and I'm sitting up there, and I see the guy. Fly. I mean, I'm sitting basically behind the driver, mm -hmm. you know. And then somebody sitting shotgun on the plane, and then somebody sitting back seat. There's two of us back seat, headphones on, so I can hear everybody talking. Mm -hmm. It's a situation. You guys, though, you mm -hmm. did just to meet Mason, and we get up there, and the one guy, the Italian guy, the one Italian guy. Looks at me and goes, uh, oh, you see that path there? I made that path. <laughs> and I was like, oh, real? And I looked down, and it was just out in the middle of the woods. It was a bunch of telephone poles with wires through like the forest. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I, I basically shred all these trees and chop up trees and make them all disappear and kind of just made it happen. So in my head, in my head, okay, mm -hmm. I'm like, this guy. Yeah. This guy definitely takes bodies Correct. and throws them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Puts yeah. them in the wood chip. Yeah, of course uh -huh. he does. Yeah. yeah but that doesn't make him a bad guy, though. No, no. Yeah. Well, well it depends on who you're asking. I yeah. Guess. If you're the guy well, going into the wood chip, whoever right, got it, you'd say that it. guy's a bad guy. <laughs> they deserved it. So now my mind in the plane, every single wind gust that's happening over said forest that has been cleaned out by the wood chippers mm -hmm. going up and oh down. So now I'm. 
I'm either dying from a plane crash or mm-hmm. from a wood chipper. Mm-hmm. Right. And I am full on in the middle of an edible trip. <laughs> and we finally get to where Morgantown is. Mm-hmm. Like, I see it on the little thing. They have like a little dot on their little screen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it can't land right now. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I'm, I'm completely dead. And I, we land. I kiss the ground. Kiss the ground As like the should. fucking Pope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Reed picked me up. One of my college roommates picked me up, and he saw me like kissing the ground. And I get into his car, and I'm like, "I thought it was over, man. <laughs> I thought it was fucking over." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "I thought I was gonna have been a fucking wood chipper or a goddamn down." And he was like, "Tell me about it, stud." His <laughs> so I started telling him about it, and he was like, "That guy definitely said that just to fuck with you." And I was like. Uh, what do you mean? He was like, well, if I had a guy that was just tripping balls like you are right now, you can't even open your fucking eyes. <laughs> I would definitely tell him that I potentially murder people with a mob. And I was like, ah, good for that guy. And I never talk to that guy again. But I would like to give him a compliment for fucking See, yeah. me. I think it's. I think that was real. I think it's really what he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seemed confident. He knew exactly what it was. He was like, whenever it's this type of tree, it's a little Someone's bit- got to do it. Yeah, you don't know if he, he... He's probably not killing them. He's just getting rid of the body. Yeah. He, was, he was a nice guy, too. They were a real nice guy. I don't think I ever properly thanked them. <laughs> I don't just, think I ever <laughs> I got out of the plane, and I get down on my knees and just start kissing it, and I'm like, yeah, great flight, guys. <laughs> just the fact that he had to make his own runway... It was a little suspect. Why don't you no, use the asphalt? No, no, no. no, no. It was the, there was um, the telephone pole. No, it was Hayes. It was Hayes. He there was a there was a big uh, the telephone pole led me to this story. That's yeah. the difference between this show and any other show. <laughs> <laughs> engineers telephone poles. And in my head, I immediately thought at the time I was yep. in a plane with two Italians thinking I was dead because he clears <laughs> wires for telephone poles. He clears trees. He clears the path. Oh, so yeah. they can run the line. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. railroad yeah. tracks. Yeah. Yep. You have to clear out all uh-huh. the trees. Makes sense. He yeah. does that for the uh, telephone poles yeah. and shit. He's a good guy. I, don't, I honestly don't know if I've ever thanked them. Well, you just did. And they're listening. For yeah. Completely forgot that it happened. To be honest, until just that. Because I, I thought of you fucking building one of those telephone poles. And I was like, look at little Zito downer. And if I would have seen that while looking out the plane, I probably would have had a moment of happiness. <laughs> Zito, Instead of pure fear. You put the Transformers I, on there too? No, no, no. So, yeah, so like through the CAD program. I would put all the stuff and then we give it to like our actual, like the people who yeah, built yeah, it. So you drew it. So they know yeah. where to place it. Exactly. You yeah. just did drawings all day. Can you imagine like my you're poles though? They're like 80% like Engine. right. I was going to ask that. <laughs> I was. 80% you're giving yourself? <laughs> 75. <laughs> 60. You get it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So I you're remember. just screenshotting other telephone poles and sending it to the <laughs> No, like, it, feels like it, it gets really deep into it, but like every street has its own clearance and like you got to like put mm-hmm. the pole in a certain spot and how deep the pole goes. How the fuck do you get into this? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just showed up one time. <laughs> what? I could probably put a few sticks in the ground right here on my computer. I hated running softball leagues. I, it got too boring, and I was just like in a desk the whole time. Well, that's and his, like Parks and Rec, his Parks and Rec degree led him to that, and then he went to. Oh, it was, it was an incredible segue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they talk, they talk yeah, I, I hated it. running softball leagues, so I started, <laughs> like, where did that come from? Yeah, well, everybody knows that there's indicator reads for things, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're rolling dice and a five comes, a nine's probably coming next. Mm-hmm. If you quit making softball leagues, you go build telephone. <laughs> <That's laughs> These are just indicators. You know what I mean? If this, then this. If this, uh, then this. Correct. That's exactly how it was. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. Uh, um... 
pretty huge football games coming in this week. Correct. I think we're talking to a football player later. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know which one. <laughs> I'm going to try to get AJ Hawk on the line. There you nice. go. I haven't talked to AJ in a while. Yeah, it's I been need too a, long. I need a dose of AJ Hawk in my mm-hmm. life. I guess the zone was thinking about doing something with us uh, Super Bowl week. You and AJ? Yeah, I don't know if it's me and AJ. I don't know what it's going to be. He's done work with DAZN. Mm-hmm. I know DAZN has reached out to me to do mm-hmm. some stuff. So that's kind of me just assuming that they're going to put us together. But mm. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? If you're listening, be smart. Yeah, if yeah. you're listening, it seems like me and AJ do okay. Uh, I don't know if I've agreed to that deal, by the way. That, that's happened on the show a couple times mm-hmm. where I've said somebody has made me an offer. Correct. And then it goes viral <laughs> that I signed the deal. <laughs> And a publicly traded company is calling me, yelling at me, while I'm in the only hotel in Lambeau. (laughs) 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 In Green Bay, Wisconsin. (laughs) Uh, It's a lot to keep track of. What do you want me to do? Hey, listen. I'm just telling my life here. It was literally a throwaway line in the podcast to me, too. I was trying to get to the Green Bay game. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) they offered me a deal. That's awesome. Dream come true. <laughs> Anyways, this weekend, it was a throwaway line for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't that even think that just shows how honest you are with the listeners. Yeah. Right? yeah well, that's true. what a podcast is, I think. Yeah. That's the purpose of a podcast. Yeah, you're just living life and reporting it. We've never lied. Well, yeah, we do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've never lied. You said you've never lied? There was a time where you were on the show were known as like false facts dicks. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't a lie. Time. I thought they were true. Is that, you think that still happens? Yeah. Well, I feel like the village idiot thing is kind of about tossed over a room to the, the torch. Kid. The torch has moved up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All hail the king. <laughs> All hail the king. <laughs> hey, Throners coming back. Uh, huh? Game of Thrones. April. Two hour episodes. They're trying to fucking ruin it, aren't they? No. No, they have to. Last season. They got to fit a lot of sh- that's a lot of story there's, there's left. Literally a movie every fucking weekend. Well, that's. I guess the actors and actresses are like. Yeah, we were miserable by the end yeah. of that thing. Yeah. Long yeah. shoots. They're getting paid. What's that, you? Very long shoots. I should put so, my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Said they were taking like certain episodes, like just scenes of certain episodes took upwards of like 50 to 60 days to film. Wow. Oh, my God. oh that's awesome. They got a perfectionist in there running that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little OCD guy running the thrones. That's why it's so good. And then all those actors get launched into multi-million dollar acting careers. Yeah. All of them are yeah. getting movies out of it. Uh, Stark the- was, Rob Stark was just in Bodyguard. Great Game show. of Thrones is the biggest thing out there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For you guys. It really is. Whenever Game of Thrones comes on, people will change. It's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. People become throners. Mm-hmm. It's legit. So that everyone talks about for two months. It's tough. I'm gonna be honest, it's <laughs> tough. As somebody that hasn't watched and I will I can't <laughs> catch up. Did you try? Did you try last time? Try my best. It was the first episode because you guys were all jacked up. Everybody was jacked up about it. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. What is it? Season eleven? Seven. You guys are big time throwers. <laughs> it's eight. It's eight. It's season eight right now. It's going to be season eight. So yeah. the last one, season seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did it just like I did the um, uh, Infinity Marvel. Games. Yeah, I did it just like I did the Infinity <laughs> Games. <laughs> you get it? No, you actually combined the new movie Infinity to, with, War. with each other. That's amazing. Who? The new movie's called Endgame. And then the the one Wars. where the cousin does this at the yeah, end. Yeah. Infinity Wars. Yeah. And then Samuel L. Jackson shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? Uh, he's that, been. He's in everyone. You wouldn't know that, though, because you jumped in. <laughs> so I did that with Game of Thrones. I tried my best there for a little bit, and then when that goddamn dragon hopped out and it flew, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> you might have liked the early ones because it's like a political drama in a different setting. Mm-hmm. Now, 
it's like towards the end they had to get more fantastical and well, it's ramp it up. It's just like Entourage, right? Entourage started out as something yeah. you could see happening, and then they were like, "Well, yeah. now we're in fucking season four, and we never thought we were going to get here, <laughs> so we just have to make everything up." Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Game of Thrones. They started adding on, adding on, adding on. This well, happens. They follow the books pretty much. Pretty they, much. they loosely followed a series of books, but they passed them. So now it's to the point where they're kind of just making it up on their have own. Have you read the Game of Thrones books? I have, yeah. Jesus Figures. Christ. They're like 4,000 pages. Ty, you have? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, my God, dude. Chris D'Elia, I just saw him do something on his podcast. Uh, Chris Long reposted it. Chris D'Elia said, if somebody ever sends you a text <laughs> that says, tell me when you have a moment for a call, it's too long to text, let them know that. There are books out there (laughs) (laughs) that are thousands of pages long. It is not too long to text. It is not. It was hilarious. Did you go see him? No, it was too expensive. I love him, but I'm not paying $120 to go see him. I I would be interested to see the business side behind that because it's worth thinking about going on a tour. And by we, I mean, I'm starting to put it in motion here. Uh, The boys will be with me, obviously. Started to put it in motion, kind of keep it moving. And I, I put out a post on the Instagram. It was like, hey, comment below with a city that you would like to see us come through. Dallas showed the I, fuck it's up. It's funny you nice. said that. Really? I saw a fuck ton of Dallas. Yeah, hey, I love that. Dallas showed up there. I had no idea. Got a couple Canadian cousins that wanted it up nice. there, Fairfax oh. or something like that. <laughs> but Dallas was the most mind-blowing to me. I'm like, There's da- a lot of Dallas. Dallas's. I saw them all through there. Let's go. Coolest city. It is. I've, I've never been. We used to get a lot of people from Texas calling in for the radio show. That kind of makes sense. It does make sense. So that'll be a good time down there. But the business behind going on tour is an interesting one. It is a very, 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 very interesting one. And I mean that as somebody who is just, all I do is rent the theater and sell the tickets myself. So Uh it's, Mm -hmm. it's literally me trying to figure out the best pricing so that we don't, we want everybody to be like, yeah, that was worth it. That was the right pricing for it. So the goal for those listening, the the people that are going to be paying the most probably don't listen to the show anyways. They're just buying tickets <laughs> to my show so they can flex with their girls or whoever they're with on the Instagram. <laughs> we upped the price of the VIP people. Now, granted, they get like a fucking three-hour meet and greet because I don't shut up normally. I talk to everybody, yeah. and they get a picture. But we up the price of the VIP tickets mm-hmm. so that we can keep the price of the rest of the room down. So basically, we add an extra $25 onto the VIP ticket so that we can keep the rest of the room down $10 than sure. what we have to so that it's a profitable trip for everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And that is a way to get a crowd in there mm-hmm. that you want, right? Like I, I, I did a show where somebody else priced it, and I was just like making an appearance, basically. And they had a price so high, and the crowd was just not the crowd that I, I want a crowd that's like, hey, we're here to have this is going to be a house party, basically, <laughs> and I'm just going to be telling you stories. My friends are going to be telling you stories. We're going to be drinking some beers here. Yeah. I want a group that is not interactive because if I'm telling a story, just chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You'll. Feel it out when you should be talking. <laughs> Feel it out when you should be talking. And also with Todd, too. I mean, there are some times where people were chirping in the middle of Todd's stories at that last show where I was like, ah, Todd's about to hit the punchline. <laughs> An old fucking seat 27F 
Jerome F just fucked oh completely over. So, <laughs> but that the business side is very interesting. Whenever you get into that, where you're like, all right, we still got to keep a good atmosphere in there, mm-hmm. but we also need to make enough money so we could pay everybody and everything. So it's a fine balance. And Chris DeLeo is just like, no, fuck it, we're gonna have 150 and 65 dollar tickets or something. Right? It was insane, yeah. But if you're selling 2,000 of those tickets, and Chris Lee is a funny fucking guy. I'd assume he's like, I don't care who's in here. If they're yeah. paying that amount of money, they're going to have a good fucking show. Good Other that. ones that I saw a lot of, Minnesota, Charlotte, Philly, and the DMV. So oh. Charlotte's a big West Virginia grad city. Okay. Mm. So you go to West Virginia, then somehow you end up at Surprised Charlotte. Surprised me a little bit. So I don't know how. I honestly have no idea. Maybe a bunch of alumni from WVU have started businesses in Charlotte mm-hmm. and they hire. Oh. I don't know how that works. Because I think there's a lot of schools that have cities that normally the also alumni. Also a very nice yeah. city. Charlotte? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan yeah. of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Been down there numerous times. I'm a big fan of Charlotte, but I think that's a WVU pipeline almost. Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a drive. It's a, big, uh, it's a big Pittsburgh pipeline, too. A lot of people from Pittsburgh move down to Charlotte. It's, the weather. It's a hell of a drive mm-hmm. if we were to do a tour. <laughs> oh, we're driving. Oh, I want to I want to do the Burt Kreischer's on a tour right now. He's got a bus and a good looking bus, didn't he? Good looking bus. Good for him, man. Yeah, absolutely. Burt's been grinding, grinding, grinding. He shows too much of himself. (laughs) He's always shirtless. (laughs) Always. No, no, I don't mind that. It's like when he gets on his IG story and he gets comfortable and he's getting bored and he just starts showing his ass and like nearly (laughs) gets in his pool naked. Hey, I'm like Bert. I'm here to laugh, man. I don't want to see your fucking shit, bro. I think his tour's name is Body Shots. World Tour, yeah. 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 I would like to know why it's world. Like, is he doing one show in Europe? <laughs> I love Bert. Anywhere in Canada. Bert's show is probably pretty similar to ours, I'd assume. His podcast? Yeah. No, no. The, oh, like, like his a stand-up show? show? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's the machine, obviously, yeah. and he is shirtless up there. And Yeah, uh, he used to do those shows that were like, uh, he called them something like, play hooky from work or take the day off work and it would be like a friday show at noon and he would just go on stage drink beers take his shirt off i'm like who's going to this and tell stories yeah we're skipping work yeah the guy can drink an incredible amount of vodka (laughs) i mean mason jars yeah i mean he's got that fucking story he partied with the russian mafia he he what he robbed his own fucking class with the russian mafia (laughs) while slamming vodka (laughs) the real van wilder Mm mm-hmm I yeah. love, but I assume his shows are much like a party. Like, hey, let's have yeah. a good time. Very much, yeah. In that way, it's very similar because he is one who appreciates the fact people came, so he will party afterward and well, hang out. And that is the thing. It's mm-hmm. like if somebody's going to pay for a ticket, I want them to feel good about the price yeah. that they're paying. I want you mm-hmm. to feel good about the price that you're paying, so that there isn't a a. I'm trying to fight the battle of after the. Sh- I'm trying to set expectations. So. I'm not gonna make this a five hundred dollar day. You're not gonna see a fucking violinist up here. Okay? <laughs> let's let's this is not a classically trained pianist up here going to work where they've been slaving their entire lives on the fucking what are those called? Uh ivory. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they've been slaving on the ivory their entire life since their children getting whipped in there. It's like we're gonna we're twenty five bucks, twenty bucks for the crowd. And then we get the VIPs for like the 200 bucks because yeah. they're going to pay yeah. it anyways. And they don't even know, but they're doing a service to the entire city. Sure they are. Yeah. Yeah. When you buy that VIP ticket, you're doing a service to everybody else in the room because you're eating up any of the prices that we have to raise for the back. Mm-hmm. Correct. And I think it's smart, by the way. I think yeah. it's smart. I like it a lot. I think it's smart business-wise. Mm-hmm. You still tossing around the uh, eat and greet idea? I think so. That's the best idea of all time. Zach Brown Band nailed it. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. You do these meet and greets, and they're always terribly uncomfortable. Sure. They're always terribly awkward because it's a small talk conversation. I want you to feel as if we're having 
a long conversation, but then there's always a time limit. And then we got, there's always a time limit and I got a whole line of people. So I feel bad. I'm like, yeah, you paid so much fucking money for this. (laughs) I am so sorry, but. There's like a line of 39 people, right? Literally 39 people. <laughs> we did the math. Yeah, I actually picked how many people. Yeah, 40. You're, there's 39 people behind you. So we got to do this. So it's tough. The eat and greet thing, you get a chance to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. Conversation has to move because the food has to keep sure. going. And you get more people in there. Yeah. It's genius by saying. In my head, though, you're going to hate it because if people are chewing... No, no, room. they're just getting their food. Yeah. Oh, and then you, okay. see, Zito did this to us one night when we were out. Uh, we were enjoying a nice dinner, had a few drinks. We were kind of intoxicated late in the night, <laughs> and uh, these these people came up, and Zito invited them oh, over to sit at the bullshit. table with us and hang out and eat with us. And he even took food took food off of our plate and gave it to them. Was this a we bar- ordered some appetizers for them, and yeah, and they were a bunch of barn animals too. The way they were chewing. Oh yeah, it was a meet and greet. <laughs> it was an eat and greet. Yeah. Yeah. An eat and greet for the Zito. Oh god, that was bad. Night. Zito, what I, would I you serve? What would you serve in a buffet? So let's say it's a buffet style where the boys each have a piece of meat or a piece of uh, food. Yeah, um, and it's in your dish. You can spoon it, fork it, however you want to do it. People are coming in a line. Probably paper plates, I'd assume. Yeah. Paper plates. Double stack, though, because that's yeah. civilized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody that forces you to use just one paper plate, Horrible. probably a terrorist. Once you get a nice strong one. Yeah, you need They're f- out there. They are out there, but still, they get a little, if you're doing anything with any juices, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you yeah. got a chance to really, really ruin your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, I agree. Your Definitely. pants, your hand, your, your table. Yeah. Double my, it up. In my head, I'm going to do a taco bar, and I'm going to be the guacamole guy. A taco bar. Yeah. You you yourself are going to do a taco bar. But, but you're only doing the, <laughs> just in your the guacamole. Yeah, other people are doing other stuff. What are you dipping into? And putting so on you just decided that our you buffet is going to be a taco bar. completely missed the question. <laughs> I would love a taco bar. <laughs> <laughs> just completely missed the question. No, no. We'll put Zito's taco okay. bar. Yeah, you can have your own But you have to run all of them. You have to run everything. No, no, no. We'll make Nick go over there with him. Uh-huh. Nick will have to be a part of the taco in bar. In my head, I'll I was thinking, some ground beef. I was thinking like literally everyone likes the walk guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they always like the person mm-hmm. who puts more wok on their plate. So wok. they're going to be like, is it like whipped cream? Is, it, <laughs> is that what wok is? Wok. I, I thought he was talking about stir fry, like yeah, a wok. Yeah, wok. Like no, Asian no, he's wok. talking about guac. Yeah. Oh, am I saying it wrong? Yeah. Saying Absolutely, you are. <laughs> guac. You looked this up, guac. didn't you? This is, this this is, is see, this is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is yeah. for sure. He looked this up. He heard guacamole, but in his head, he was like, oh, that's easily guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> and he locks it in, and he's like, I'm busting that out. How do I get there? And he's like, oh, taco stand. Yeah, that's how I get there, taco bar. And that's what you did. Maybe you open a restaurant, and it's called guacamole. Oh, with a couple of avocados dancing on the side, and then a whack a mole machine. Yeah, you got to hit the I little like mole when he pops out. Oh, yeah. you get discount your item. Yeah, you just walk down the station. If you want it, you hit the mole with the hammer. <laughs> if you don't, you just pass it by. <laughs> yeah, I like that. We should dump that. I a, by the way, I have a huge rat underneath my deck. Ginormous. <laughs> what? So it might as well be a beaver. Okay, so we learned the other. <laughs> The mole thing. And by the way, me. beavers, incredible engineers. Incredible. Maybe get them to work on that deck. Uh, <laughs> if you want to build it up a little bit sturdy, maybe make it bigger. We talked the other day. This is domesticated digs, right? Mm-hmm. Domesticated mm-hmm. digs has fully moved into a house with his lady. Mm-hmm. She forced him to shovel his driveway, which is gravel. Yeah. <laughs> half grass, half gravel. Seven yeah. inches of snow the other day. So he's just, okay, we got snow. We got ice. All right, there's our driveway. Uh, the gravel is now in the front yard. When you ask me to cut the grass in the spring, this is going to come back and fucking get us. Just something to think Because you're literally picking up rocks there and throwing them into the... Uh, luckily, they've been pounded down by so many 
years. What was the exact conversation like? Was it like cobblestone? When <laughs> she asked you, you know, to shovel the driveway. You know the driveways <laughs> where the tire, the tire marks are gravel and then in between is like grass. Yeah. It's like one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is like a tra- like a trail almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it was basically like, she's like, are you going to shovel? So she's like, well, you shovel when you get home. By like, the way, she'll probably listen to this. Yeah, so. it's fine. Yeah, right. No, she doesn't listen at all. <laughs> probably smart. She's like, she's like, well, you shovel when you get home. And I'm like, yeah. No, I, she's like, I bought salt. I was like, yeah, no problem. So I get home, and I was expecting to shovel the sidewalk. That would make sense. And I get home, and her car's parked on the street into the driveway, and she's on the front porch, and I'm like, you want me to shovel the driveway? Oh, no. <laughs> she's like, yeah, what do you think I meant? I was like, the front porch. And she's like, well, what, are you going to walk through through the snow to our cars? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what we're going to do. That's exactly instead, what we're going to do. Instead, I had to be very delicate with the shovel like it's performing surgery for 30 feet <laughs> to just like leave like half an inch there. So it's oh. it's... It's all trampled down snow, but we're not getting it on our on our pants and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Domesticated digs might be my favorite. Digs. I'm buying ten bags of salt for this weekend's twelve inches, and I'm gonna throw oh. salt down every hour. Hey, so. I, I love that you're the the snow guy, by the way, because of this situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. The group text lights up last night. Digs with a friendly heads up. Hey, this is uh, Weatherman Diggs <laughs> letting you know potential foot of snow coming on Saturday. Get the fucking shovels I'm ready. also a big weather guy. I'm also a big snowstorm. You are. You I are. love snowstorms, love weather. I do too, man. I, I I was thinking about that this morning while I was getting in my um, in my truck. It was I was walking through snow a little bit. And I was like, I know you're probably like, I get sick of it like everybody else does. Yeah, yeah. But man, I enjoy the first snow. I really do it's enjoy awesome. the I love, first like, snow. I love seeing like just how much it is. And it's also the best excuse to literally do nothing all weekend. Like you, oh, it's cold. Not, there's nothing better than canceling plans. That snow is canceled plans for you. So it's not even on you. By yeah. the way, top five thing to do is cancel plans. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> My new thing is just saying no immediately. <laughs> that's okay. a, instead of canceling plans. I think that's the most mature thing that I've done. It in my is. Yeah. yeah, it is more mature, but it is. I don't know if it's as fun. Well, my entire life, it can be. I have had to cancel plans or show up late or things like that, mm-hmm. strictly because a, I'm either somewhere else, b, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to the point where I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna do it. Yeah, no Plan- one's been canceled on more than Nick by me, probably. I don't mind it though. Like I understand it because I learned early on too. Like if I don't want to do something, I'm not gonna force myself to go do it for your benefit. I I'm just not gonna go, and I'm gonna tell you no right up front. There comes a time. That's nice that you have that. It took me a long time to get to that. <laughs> by the way, I was always like, yeah, 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 and then it would get to the well, time. It's much easier to text than do it yeah. in person to their face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the old. Yeah, chances are I'm not gonna be able to make it because I'm sure one. there's something I'm not thinking of. Let me go through my emails. And stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's they something going bullshit, on that because in my head I think we have something that weekend, but. And then, yeah, then I stopped. See, and then that became a pet peeve of mine because I think I'm the way I am where I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. So, yeah. And I, then I'm not going to tell you I am and then not. Right. It's tough for me to back out of anything, though. And I think that's why I started saying no because I couldn't cancel plans anymore. Mm-hmm. Got to the point where I couldn't cancel plans anymore because if I canceled the plans, I was probably going to ruin somebody's fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, Pat, you, you still stopping by? Insert name of uh, place here. Um, remember, uh, four Riley Children's Hospital kids are here uh, waiting for you to say hello. I'm like, uh, let me get out of this fucking bed. (laughs) That's a little slightly different. I am on my way. (laughs) The the things you get invited to are also a little bit of a different perspective. That was years ago, though. That was years ago. Now, now when people ask me, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing with my life on that day. 
If I can make it, text me mm-hmm. the day of. If I can make it, I will. If not, I'm out. That's my new thing is like, because it's true. Yeah, it's uh-huh. true. I Stuff have, comes up literally hours before yes. it happens. It's, yeah. I mean, Chuck was yeah. supposed to be interviewed today. And then right. what, two minutes before we go yeah. live, he's like, Pat, <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. But but that's a real thing. So that's my new one. And it's true. And I think a lot of people think I'm just foolish. It's like a new phone who dis type thing. But it's real. It's like. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me to do something in September. I <laughs> laughed. I fucking sent a laughing emoji back. I was like, are you kidding me? What are, you want me to commit to something in September right now? What is it? It's February? Not There's, even. It's not even February? No, middle of January. There's no chance. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I have a single fucking clue what's going on in September. Like your schedule changes the week before. Like That's literally like your like <laughs> days. You, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> In the amount of things that are potentially being, I'm drowning in opportunity over here. <laughs> it's it's Mark Cuban's line. Oh, to, it's a good line by Mark Cuban. But there's all these different potential paths for me to go on. Yeah, I go to bed and I have no fucking idea what's going to happen in three weeks. And somebody's like, "Hey, how about uh, September 21st? Can we lock you down for four hours uh, to do this?" And I'm like. No, bro. I have no fucking idea what's going to happen next week. What do you mean? I have no fucking idea what's going to happen. I when think I'm going to the Super Bowl. I don't. I might, you know, I might be we, doing the fucking coin toss at the Super Bowl. When I'm, we would travel, Pat, like sometimes would text us at like 10 p.m. Oh, the yeah. night before and be like, "Hey, airport tomorrow, 8 a.m." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the time, all the time. You know what? Uh, now you know how uh, sales is like. It's literally fucking 10 people telling you maybe you might have this, you might have this, and then one fucking thing comes in. Yeah, well, that's kind of what it. I mean, that conversation we were having that that one company that they they basically yep. forced us to put our company, our business on hold for them. Yeah, everything went on. Everything went on hold for this company, which, by the way, was a completely different trajectory of our company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we had to do a lot of strategy. We're like, oh, this is a different plan. And then out of sudden, it's like, oh. Well, this is what, and I sent a laughing emoji to them too. <laughs> that's been my new. It's been my new thing. Is just like get the fuck out of here. You literally <laughs> fucking did the demo, gave a proposal, and then they just said no at the end. The, no, they said yes. Oh no, yeah. I know it, but, but it wasn't what you. They that would be like in the sales thing, Ooh. being like, oh, we're gonna pay for a one twentieth of uh, <laughs> exactly, the yeah. product. We think you give that to us, and then ten other things as well. Your responses are the best too, because you'll read them out loud to all of us. Make sure we know too. That doesn't give and a they're fuck. fucking it awesome. Doesn't give a fuck. Well, I just assume that all my answers at some point are gonna get screenshotted and put on the internet. If they do, I want people to be like, "Yo, dude's a fucking sad." <laughs> That's all I want them to do. That's what I want. That's what I want. Because I, I did that with, I was with an agency whenever I was in the NFL, and I uh, fired them. Yeah. Because it was, I was so low on their totem pole of importance because a punter's salary is nowhere near <laughs> what any everybody else, everybody else's salary could be. <laughs> so I sent them a firing letter that I had to send the NFLPA and them. And I made it this sitcom, basically, <laughs> about us breaking up. Basically, like, it's not you, it's me. And then I explained our entire relationship mm-hmm. and how they started to treat me and how I felt. And then I dropped a PS. I'll keep the goddamn dog. <laughs> I sent it to the NFLPA. And I just thought of, like, the lawyer at the NFLPA that was reading that that was like... Is this serious? <laughs> Somebody call McAfee to see if he just fired Rosenhaus like that? <laughs> see if, he, if that is how he fired Drew Rosenhaus? Oh, I made that guy's day, though. He probably reads all those letters all the time. Yeah. plays so plain and boring. Well, I just assumed that it would get screenshotted yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. at some point, everything, 
I, 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 and Nick wrote about this whenever the fucking hockey players got in trouble in their Uber for talking shit in mm-hmm. public. I have had the mindset that everything I say and do and type is going to get screenshotted and sent to the public for years now. And obviously, it, it might have come off as if I was, um, what's that called? Uh, arrogant? Or no, 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 not arrogant. It's uh, Paranoid. Paranoid. There oh, it is. That's yeah, the word. Going to be. As if I was yeah. paranoid. A lot of people thought as if I was potentially paranoid because people would say things around me and I'd be like, ooh, ooh. Like, I don't even want to be associated with that conversation. It's going to come back to hey, bite excuse me, excuse me. And, it, and if, if there was a situation that happened, if, if I thought there was going to be a potential book written about it, yeah. I would always say things and then tell people like, hey, if this becomes a book, I would like it to be known that I said we should go look for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah, I thought you meant like if I do it this way it's going to come off as arrogant so I got to possibly do, I got to go the other direction no, in case somebody else sees it no no I was paranoid that everything was just yeah. everything that I because it, it got to the point here in Indy where everything I was doing people were taking pictures I mean peeing when, it, when somebody recorded me peeing and then posted it and this was whenever I had like uh-huh. maybe 5400 followers on Twitter that was an entire moment that changed for me I was like well here we go if we're going to do this <laughs> we're going to do this and um, that just happened to Derek Rose What's he was that? using the public bathroom, and someone just like filmed them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so fucking weird, man. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's very weird. Hey, you, you, me, Peyton Manning, Kanye West, we all poop the same. <laughs> we all poop the goddamn same. Kanye, his his shit doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. Everybody else's does. <laughs> Did you say Kim had to come out and protect him because he was protecting R. Kelly or Sting? Oh yeah. It's about time Chris Jenner's telling Kim to get out of there, right? Yeah. It feels she's pregnant with her fourth kid too. Yeah. It's like is I, she having this one or is it a fucking surrogate again? I don't even know what that means. She well, she, their last kid, yeah. she didn't have it. She didn't carry it. Was a it. Surrogate. That's an interesting little thing. If you make money off of your body being in shape, mm-hmm. pregnancy is probably your number one enemy, right? Tough, mm-hmm. very tough. But when you make money off of offspring. That's kind of a tough. That's a that's an interesting situation well, to be it's in. Still there. technically Isn't their her DNA egg? because it's her egg, yeah, and it's sperm. They just put it inside. They fertilize of human. it. And, yep. It's why people make a full business out yeah. of carrying babies mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. I would You're do it if I could. Business. You're just a host. Yeah. If I was if I was a, su- well, a successful woman, hang out for nine months. <laughs> Dream job. <laughs> You're ah, like a- Diggs, I feel like you're going to catch some <laughs> shit for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dream job giving birth. You're like an Airbnb for some famous person's baby. <laughs> Besides that last right. like 24 hours. Need a nine-month rental right there in your ovary. Yeah, I'll get something for that. What do you pay that yes. person? Like, what do you, like obviously, their money is Thousands of dollars. Yeah, I think it's very expensive. I'm sure she paid hundreds of Well, that's thousands. her whole year's salary there because they can't drink. They're giving up everything. They can't work. They got to eat right. They got to- They live in their house probably? No, they probably have their own place, I would I'm assume. Sh- I'm sure in, in their mansion, they probably had their own wing. Let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar job though i assume something like that Sign probably me up. That sounds fair i don't think you can <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's even more in that case because yeah. Yeah. of all the extra steps you have to go through and confidentiality and all that yeah, stuff it's probably a few hundred thousand dollars yeah. yeah and then is that just um do they give birth the way julius caesar was uh i believe born? so it is i believe so okay hmm. what does that you? mean what does that mean what i just said right there? i have no idea julius caesar foxy what nope. is it? i have no idea Cesarean? Like the baby Wow, I'm surprised at how little the surrogate got. What do you mean? Forty five thousand. 
Yikes. What? In that or yes. just go rolling into a trailer yeah. park? What? <laughs> hey, who's got a goddamn fucking belly? Would pay belly? their surrogate 45000 and 10 payments of 4500 each. And they paid the, the agency that found the cigar, sur- surrogate, Jesus Christ, 70000 uh, The Ooh. agency just pimping out these wow. stomachs. That makes so much sense. Well, so it's barely entry-level money. I don't, I don't, I just, 45000 let's not get crazy. If you're doing absolutely nothing, that is a great salary to have to do absolutely nothing with your life except for eat right and then a cesarean eh, you still have to give birth i mean that yeah. sucks i think your life sucks for sure i don't think it's worth it but you i thought i would think a lot more because your baby yeah. like if i'm that baby is a lot of money yes especially in the chris jenner run world yes you would think that you would want to park your car that's potentially mm-hmm. going to be worth millions yeah. Yeah. in mm-hmm. a in a garage that was kept yeah. kept mm-hmm. it's like one instagram post for for yeah, that is yeah, like it really less is. than one Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. For the least popular person wow. in that family, yeah, it's probably one Instagram post and one swipe up. That, it That's might be Rob. like getting, Rob gets. It might be <laughs> <laughs> like getting a new deck or an addition on the house, though. You take the lowest bid. You know, maybe people are fighting oh, for that job. I was just reading and, an article, and apparently that's just the going rate for all surrogates. You don't get more money if it's a if it's a celebrity oh, surrogate. This, this oh, these agencies are pimping yeah. these surrogates. Do you tip after the baby's out? Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah you have I'm to. sure they probably. You got to probably tip. Slide it. She'll probably write a book too. Like I carried uh, Kim and Kanye's kid. Well, like point. Blue Ivy, right? Everybody talked about that potentially being a surrogate because Beyonce, like two weeks after mm-hmm. pregnancy, mm-hmm. was Beyonce again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the truth behind that. But no, well, she took those pictures. Took the maternity pictures. Yeah, yeah. And I was an old man in front of seventy thousand. <laughs> 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 but. It, it, let's say they did, but okay, let's go with somebody else. Um, yeah, but let's say that was yeah. a surrogate. Uh-huh. That mom carried Blue Ivy. If Blue Ivy goes on to become the next fucking Rihanna right. or Beyonce or anything like that, that probably is a story worth telling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. How I created Blue Ivy. I'd want a percentage <laughs> of their career earnings. Ooh. No me, no you. <laughs> Something to think about. But that agency's getting it, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. That yeah. agency's getting oh, it, for They're sure. showing it. Babies. <laughs> it's a scary thing. Very Val's in a bad spot. What happened, man? She went out running in the snow. You know, we took a bunch of pictures out there the first day, got out there, mm-hmm. and she was just so jacked up because she loves it. Every dog seems to love snow, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. It's just like a cold, soft. It feel, I feel like she thought it was like foam almost. Like mm-hmm. She was just running around mm-hmm. recklessly. She was fucking reckless. I've never seen Val this reckless. Val is my dog, half Sharpay, half Pitbull. Came into the house with Samantha as the only pet. Mm-hmm. Valerie was the only pet. This is the first dog that ever loved me mm-hmm. and that I loved. Mm-hmm. This dog and I have a great relationship. Sam has since then brought in four cats as well. <laughs> Val, still the only dog. We've tried out a couple other dogs. They're all lunatics. <laughs> we got a farm. But Val was running around reckless. And then we get inside. She had a scarf on. Had a good time. Uh, we wrestled in the snow a little bit. She was sprinting around the whole house, though. I got some hills there. She was just losing her mind. We get inside. She dries off, and then she just lays down, and then she puts her ears back, which like means like she's sorry. Mm-hmm. So whenever she does something wrong, she lays there and puts her ears straight back, and it's like an I'm sorry situation, mm-hmm. or something is wrong, right? So we just had a great time. I was trying to give her a treat. I think it was like a piece of bacon. I'm like, come here, oh. come here. And she just lays there with her thing. I'm like, what the fuck did you do? Did you... She, normally she'll go into the garbage mm-hmm. and she'll pull like the Buffalo Wild Wings box out of the trash, mm-hmm. open the box <laughs> and eat the chicken and then just leave it next to the box. Like right there, she'll get, she'll go into the bag, 
grab the box, open it, and eat the chicken. Wow. And she this is her thing. She's a dumpster dog. That's uh-huh. why she she literally is a dumpster dog. We have to like keep the trash. If it has any food in it, we have to keep it locked in behind like metal or she'll get in there. So I thought she did that. I was like, what did you what did you get? So I walk around the house, I'm like looking, I'm like, you didn't do shit. Like, what are you so sorry for? <laughs> and then I went to rubber and she gave like a yelp. Oh. And I was like, oh no. Like it was like it was like a father whenever she was like, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my baby's hurt here. So we go and lay, I go and lay on the couch. Sam's laying on the couch and she still has her ears back. She just yelped. And I'm like, I don't know if I just touched. I don't know what happened there. And Sam's like, what'd you do? I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I don't think. And Val was just like following me around. I go lay on the couch. And normally she'll just jump up on the couch and take her spot. And she was just looking up on the couch like she couldn't jump. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what happened. So I lift her up on there. And she just passes out and doesn't move for the rest of the night. Never happens. Normally, if Sam gets up, she'll follow Sam. If I get up, she'll follow me. She didn't move. She takes her. She threw She blew her back. It's like threw her back out. Yeah. Oh. She threw her back. How I, old is she? Uh, six, seven. She's going to live, I think, to like 12. I've been doing research. And yeah. I hope, by the way. Yeah, I hope yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, lives yeah. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But she, the muscles in her back, so it wasn't the bones. It was the muscles in her yeah. back somehow. And I think she like might have hit a corner like of a hill and rolled or uh, something. Uh, well, anyway, we didn't see her. It doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be that, man. Yeah, our great Dane did Oh, you that. throw your back out? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> did she sneeze? They happened to be last week. It doesn't have to be that. <laughs> but I was real worried about her, man. I was like, so last, we had, uh, we've had to carry her. Like, I've had to lift her up out of bed and into bed because she can't jump up into bed. The vet was like, do not let her jump off the bed. Mm -hmm. So I have to, like, like 3 a.m. last night, uh, Sam had to pick her up and put her into her bed. And then she gets up and comes over to my side because I was still awake at that point. And she starts, like, hitting her nose off the bed. And she's like, let's go. Get me the fuck back up there. And I'm like, no. (laughs) No, you got to go to bed. You got a bad back. (laughs) And Sam's like, will you keep it the fuck down? I'm like, listen, our daughter here doesn't understand that she's fucking hurt. (laughs) And you're just sleeping on it. It's been a wild scene. They give her meds and stuff like that, or yeah, oh yeah, she's on like these muscle relaxers. Oh boy, she might as well be Jello. Try any? I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thought about it. I always thought those were fake medicine, like they give animals. Val has. I can understand that you would think that because the animals can't speak, right? (laughs) Is that why? Because the animals can't be like, oh, this ain't working. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I do think vets are quite a hustle. Yes. I would like that to be known now that I have five animals in my life and we go mm-hmm. to the same vet and they're always giving these diagnoses that I am not always sold on. But hey, if we can buy this other pill, it'll solve the problem. Of course it will, vet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do good. They do a great job. They take care of the animals very well. They hold all that shit. But I going into it, I thought vets were all hustlers because of what you just said. Yeah. The this medicine is definitely working because mm-hmm. she's just becoming jello. She's mm-hmm. and I guess it just resets her. They said it, it like today, I guess she should be reset and mm-hmm. be good to go. Last night she was getting a little spunky though. She hadn't been like that since the back got blown mm-hmm. out. Yeah. But I thought about my kid. Yeah, yeah. Vet, vets are flourishing now, by the way, with because now the, all the uh, World War II vets and Vietnam vets are fading out. They had a different mentality on spending money on animals. <laughs> They're like two thousand dollars. All right, kiss them goodbye. You know what I mean? Like that was that was. Wait, the what vets are we talking? He's about not now. wrong. No, no, no. He's saying no poor dog owners. Their animals to vets, oh. and it's a real thing. I, I know a couple of vets, and they're like, you know, this is where these generations now. You're more personally attached to your. Is this the weird way to put it with the World War II thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a very strange. Yeah, because I thought you were tying. Honestly, I thought there was a potential joke coming out of you tying 
no, the it's greatest it's... generation <laughs> and potentially veterinarians. Yeah. I thought there was some way to. But by the, the way, something write down. But the term "greatest generation" wasn't in that context. But <laughs> not for the dogs. It was a, we're not afraid to fight shit. Yeah. Uh, the um, uh. The veterinarians are probably making more money than fucking doctors, doctors these days. But the way insurance probably. is paid and the way things happen, I bet you veterinarians... It, Get yourself animal insurance. Mm-hmm. I've paid a lot more to the fucking vet than I've paid to a doctor. Now, granted, I got surgery from the Colts. They paid for it. But mm-hmm. since retiring, I've dumped more money into that fucking vet than oh, any man. doctor on earth, mm-hmm. I, I think. it's yeah. um, they're, they're making a good little living over there out of from, from the McAfee household. Yeah. Our zoo. I got animal insurance. Really? It's, only, really? Like, it's only like 10 bucks a month. Wow. Was Does it work? Veterinarian sell that? Huh? Veterinarian sell that? I she gets it through her work. Like through her medical plan, actually. It's like part of it. And it's just like human insurance where you gotta you just got yeah. a copay and all yeah. that shit? Yeah. Wow. Really? So look into that. <laughs> so instead of that if they have like get some if they have to have fucking surgery, instead of paying like eight grand, it's whatever the fuck it is. And then what do you gotta do? You gotta find vets that accept your I assume so. I'm not versed in it. It's not my insurance, but I know. Probably get a list it. of ones that are in the plan yeah. and all that stuff. I got this That's vet that is I think it's a driver away from my house. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to tee off in my in Jay's front yard, mm-hmm. in my front yard, Jay's front yard that is in my front. Yard. <laughs> if you get a driver and tee off from there, I think you could hit the vet that's from there. Mm-hmm. Very nice people. I need to know if they take any animal insurance because I'm about <laughs> sick. Of it. Oh, I'm fucking sick of it. Old Teddy will get like an ingrown thumbnail, mm-hmm. and I got to and we got to worry about Garfield fucking pissed <laughs> off at the rest of the cats. Boy. Got Scootsy with three fucking legs. <laughs> Scootsy's back hips, I know are going to be a problem. Yeah. I know we're going to have to fucking pay for that. I've been trying to get her a goddamn wheel, mm. but she can't yeah. jump. She's a freak athlete. She's like that slingshot car. Yep. That you know those the, cars? Yeah, yeah. The one back wheel? Yeah, like Rob Derdeck had that mm-hmm. one time in the video, mm-hmm. and they tried to give it to us for the month of February. Very nice yeah, of them. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's going from AJ to us. Yeah, AJ Hawk got it all summer and spring and, <laughs> and fall, and then we got it in February. That was very nice of them to do that. We're okay, thanks. <laughs> Here's a free ad for you for that fuck up. But um, she's like a slingshot right now, but mm-hmm. she's like seven months old, I think. So she's still young and spry, but when she gets going, she's literally running like three-legged. It's like sideways. The back end is sideways, and she's like one le- She's running. The back leg is facing straight ahead somehow, and her two fronts are like, they, they're like a, she's running a triangle offense <laughs> while sprinting, and she is fast, like fast, fast. One of the, I think she's the fastest cat probably in the whole thing. And her front arms, just like uh, the guy in Family Guy who's in a wheelchair. Oh, Joe. Joe. Very, <laughs> very strong. Mm-hmm. She climbs up this cat pole with just her front arms and just goes all the way to the top and then she'll bat like the other ones off the fucking top. She's become like a little thug in there. Nice. <laughs> but I know her hips are going to be fucked. I mean, you can't run like that and, and not be fucked. We're going to have to probably pay for an entire surgery for that. She's going to have to get new hips. It's going to oh. be a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. They might have to take the other back leg. Then you get your wheels, though. Test out her sea legs. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good cat. I got good animals in there. Yeah. But I, I don't They're know. Fun. The, animals are fun. The human baby, I just don't know. Todd, you did it. I yeah. know how. Boy, I tell you what. Kind of. Kind of wrecks your first couple of years because you're just paranoid the whole time. Yeah. Think like about that. how you worry about your animals. And then you get this little baby. I, and you're like, Whoa. Well, and everything you do is potentially life altering. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everything yeah. you do is potentially life altering. Everything in the world is dangerous to a baby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> everything you look at is dangerous Can, to a baby. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. That's not a picky. That's a vape. <laughs> <laughs> and I say vitamins. They are not. 
Yeah, every socket. Oh, yeah. I remember Bailey uh, one time. Oh, I uh, can't wait. <laughs> sliced up the, he loved pickles, man. He loved pickles when he was a kid. He's probably a year and a half old or whatever. And he was eating these little chunks, of little slices of pickles, man. He just inhaled one without chewing it all. And there was no sound coming out of him. He's turning red ah. to purple. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I just grabbed, I had, you know, I was a new trooper. I had just first aid training. So I. <laughs> I laid him, you know, it, across my forearm, belly down, his head sticking out past, and I smacked his back with a like a heel strike yeah. to his back, boom, and that pickle just shot out, hit the wall. <laughs> Baby Heimlich. He's like, <gasps> I'm like, oh my god, it was the scariest moment ever. Did you hold that over his head forever? Oh yeah, I'm like, saved your life, bro. <laughs> Don't forget, I saved your life from that pickle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might not made it past 18 fucking months You hear me, Gator? <laughs> That's awesome But I yeah. everything about it Everything about it is scary to me mm-hmm. But I've been thinking about it a lot Because me and Val are so tight And she's like a little human baby mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I can talk to her I have conversations with Val I'm like, Val, what's going on? And she'll like lift her head and I'll be like, uh, you want to go outside? And she like shakes her head, mm-hmm. yes and I'm like, well, let's go. And she's like, now? And I'm like, yeah, get the fuck up so I can do that. <laughs> and she'll like stand up and then she'll like take the blankets off of me. Mm-hmm. Like she'll take her nose and like take the blankets off of me and then walk to the front door. It's like she's That's walking crazy. me through this. This, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking dog is walking me through it. And we have this laser. Where she chases the laser. Oh, the best. The best. Oh, that's so much fun. I don't have to move. Yeah. I don't have to fucking move. And I'm just wearing her out. But she knows where that laser is. And if I walk even in that area, she'll just like get out of tension. And then she looks at me and then she looks at the ground. <laughs> and then she looks at me and then she looks at the ground. And then she looks at my hands, like both of them, like very like slyly, like looking at both hands. And then she'll look at the ground. And I have to go like hands up to her. Like, no, I got nothing. I got fucking no, I'm just... I just took a shit. Man. I just took a shit. What happens when my baby walks up to me? I can't just go hands up and I just took a shit. You're follow the fucking laser. Do <laughs> <laughs> you change your own fucking diaper to him? I'm about uh, sick of it. They're so smart, dogs. I was out in the garage with uh, Carter a couple weeks ago before they got cold and the garage door was up and uh, this lady comes walking around with a dog. And Carter's the one dog, you know, German Shepherd Boxer mix. He's the oldest one of the bunch. I usually he's the only one I let out front because I usually can trust him not to take off. And that dog comes around, and you see him perk up. The hair comes up. He's kind of pointing in that direction with his whole body. And I'm just just out of instinct. I'm like, I right, knock it off, buddy. Just go ahead and sit your ass down. And he just sat down. And I'm like. That was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because when you connect <laughs> yeah, to another creature, yeah. you really feel like you're an avatar. Yeah, that t- mm-hmm. Like you said, I talked to it like I would a person. Yeah, and you have a full moment, and you could see them in their eyes yeah. processing what you're saying. Yeah, that's cool. We shouldn't gender assign who they're no, friends no, no, with, no, by no. the way. Mm-hmm. Person's best friend. Yes, exactly. Humans. Persons. Yeah. Humans. That's what I'm about to say. I like that. You didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Person sounded better in my head. But now I say it, it sounds bad. It shouldn't. Person's best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Just don't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it fast and run it together. That'll work. <laughs> you know, I think he does. I honestly think he prepares for this. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he prepares well, it's for impossible. A lot of work goes into it, I think. I think it is hard being dumb mm-hmm. publicly. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Like whenever Diggs was first getting into the microphone game and he was coming out of the sales world and we would make fun of him for the false facts, 
I told him with a straight face, like, hey, it is not easy being the village idiot. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it is not easy being the village idiot. It is, it is a lot harder than people would think. Yeah. And Zito, somehow you've mastered it. Like, it's your, it's become your full-time gift. The, wor- the thing that worries me is, like, after I would say something, I would smirk after it, and I'd be really proud of it. Zito just keeps his blank face. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I think Zito, I think he might be a billionaire somehow. Like, honestly, I think Zito might be a billionaire somehow. I'm like undercover the whole time. That's what I'm saying. I think you are. Like I think you're. I think you're potentially. Oh, an that's un- where all the Zito money comes. Exactly. Yeah. He buys everything. He buys mm-hmm. everything, and it always ends up here. He always is like, oh yeah, I, I know what. The, the, yeah, I've done this. Like he's a well traveled. Yeah. He says he works on a cruise line. Maybe his parents owned a cruise line. Oh, that could be. That could be. I, I don't fully know. And have we ever met anybody from the Zito clan? No. no. Maybe he's Dick Never. Portillo's nope. son. That's what oh, I'm saying. And then that. all these goddamn free ads for his dad. It's not free ads. <laughs> It is. I honestly, I think Zito is one of the most intriguing. It's a fake nickname he gave to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jose Perez, we didn't do any background checks. No, I mean, it's, it's basically Joe Smith. Of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very common. It very much is. <laughs> Todd, Todd was following a Jose Perez on the uh, Sports Action app the other day, and he's like, Zito, man, these bets you've been putting in are pretty good. And he's like, that's not me. <laughs> I assume there's quite a few. I used to always like every time you go to like the gym, you go, you free your card, you go, my name's Jose Perez, and they'd be like, ah, there's eight pages. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, address and or like town, and they'd be like, ah, there's four pages now. Yeah. That could be a real problem, by the way, for the no fly list. That's what was oh, happening. I get panned down every time. Not even talking about TSA. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What word did you say? Pat it down. down. Okay. Pat it down. It, that, that is not because of the no fly list, but that was happening. These no fly lists were happening. Mm-hmm. People were getting put on the no fly list, and like a guy named John Smith would end up on a no fly <laughs> list, and then some John Smith in Montana would try mm-hmm. to go fly. They're like, oh, you can't buy a ticket. You're like, why? Well, John Smith, you murder a guy in New York too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the Jose Perez probably a pretty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's stopped, obviously. I believe. Actually, I'm no, I have no idea. It is better now, but you're right because uh, I used to have to work uh, for extra money. I would work weekends where it was called the Knicks office. It's where if you buy a gun in the state of Indiana, they run the little background. They always mm-hmm. make a phone call, and then you have to wait for approval. I was the guy that would sit there and run your shit you to go see, faster? make sure you didn't have protective orders or anything. That's back in the day. But you'd get a name like Jose Where Perez in there, and like twelve hundred <laughs> alarms would go off. Yeah, detain them immediately. That's all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna have to wait about two months for this to get rectified. Could have been you. Yeah. Or it's not you. Maybe it's not even your real name. We have no idea. You're going to win the weight loss challenge, though. I'm pretty confident of that at this oh, point. Yep. I don't know, because Todd took the weekend off to kind of recharge himself, and he said he's going to get into destructive manner. That's the only way he can lose mm-hmm. weight. Yeah. And he's been spitting over there a pretty hefty amount, which is the wrestler's trick to lose weight. I have not eaten today. And yesterday, I literally had probably about eight raw almonds were eight individual raw almonds and two little pieces of beef jerky, and that was all I ate yesterday. I love that. So in two days, that's that's what I've had. Eight raw almonds. <laughs> How did you land on that number? I I'm guessing, but I just I picked them out and I like put enough in there where I had you know enough. I go well, there's some substance in my mouth. Chewed them up, swallowed them. Did that <laughs> twice. So that's probably about eight or ten. Almonds. Was it a trail mix where you had to pick through, or was no, it the raw? Just almonds? Almonds. Listen, Todd knows how many nuts to put in his mouth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been pounding the coffee. I was going to ask you because you 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 you've been through dieting before. You're a professional athlete. (laughs) You can say cutting cutting weight. weight. (laughs) 
Is the coffee, because I've read somewhere that says the caffeine is good because it keeps you from retaining water. And it makes you pee. And is an appetite suppressant and makes you and pee. metabolism. Yeah. But is that okay to do for like a week straight, just yeah. pound coffee? I, I, no. Obviously, nothing is... Like, but for yeah. weight, lo- just shedding weight? Yeah. I, okay. I, I used to... Yeah, good. Me and... Um, <laughs> what was that shit that was starting to kill people? Oh, I, I drank it too. Yep, oh, I was at a heart attack. Yeah. What? I was, I was, yeah. I was very, very high, and I was also a little drunk, and I also was had hydroxy cut. And then we went to go see, oh fuck, what's the movie with the monsters? <laughs> Why are you taking Space Jam? Hydroxy cut. <laughs> it was. This was well, in college. It was first person view, and, was, and they've made three since. John Goldblum. Goodman was in the last one underneath. Fuck Cloverfield. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Cloverfield. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave the theater because I was having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was that shit was real. Hydroxycut made me lose shit real quick, but that was just mostly caffeine and some other shit that kills you yeah. in there. So I think caffeine is a makes good your heart go. 100 I think that was my first anxiety attack. That oh, was when exactly. we found out about the dig shot. I think so. It was, can we get a digs bomb. <laughs> I promise you, I stopped taking hydroxycut after that. You stopped taking a hydroxycut, and then that guy beat up you and three of your friends. <laughs> yep. <laughs> True story. Today's show was brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Yes, it was a great conversation from top to bottom, beginning to end. Thank you for saying that. We saw you say it. You thought it. And be, to be honest, if you got this far into the show, you're a really fucking committed person. And I appreciate you the most. So I'd like to give away something. I do this on a regular basis. Evan Foxy will give you a $100 gift card. Did that last? I mean, it couldn't be more repetitive and boring than still a good gift. Wow. How about this? I take that back. You had a chance to be a real hero there for the people. I'm going to take that back, and I'm, I, I'm honestly, I'm going to downgrade it, but this is your fault, not my fault. I will hand select, okay, and I will tweet it tomorrow. Someone is getting a membership to the pub. Oh, a shirt. Yep, you're getting a membership to the pub. That's right. It's not but, just a shirt, Pat. That's right. It's not just a shirt. It's a membership to something much worse than yourself. <laughs> Bigger than yourself. <laughs> It's very nice of Foxy to do that, by the way. He's a real champion of the people there. Potentially giving away 100 bucks. He says, no, no. We give away $24.99. <laughs> so Foxy will give you a membership to the pub yep. and a $100 gift card. Yeah, to the here we go. Yeah, you, get yeah, you get both. Yeah, yeah. You're a good guy. Thanks. All you need to do is send us something that makes us laugh or send us a bunch of winners from mybookie.ag. Tweet them to us uh, at Pat McAfee Show, at Evan Foxy, at Ty Schmidt, at Todd McComas, at Nick Moraldo, at Diggs with a Z, at Viva Lazito, at Hey Gorman, at Boston Connor, a- a- any of us really. And send us your picks, five of them. And then if they do well, resend them on Monday. Say, hey, I did good. If you get four or more, say, hey, I did good. You could potentially win the $100 gift card and the $25 pub membership fee and mm-hmm. shirt. Yep. And if you send us something that makes us all laugh pretty hard, a good chance you're going to win. Usually helps. Mm-hmm. You're going to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These things get looked at by the office, by us during the day. Sometimes we go, oh, weak attempt, weak attempt. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we go, this is funny. Mm-hmm. This is clever. Like maybe you make fun of Zito. We learned a lot about Zito today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you send us something about Zito. Maybe you send us like, oh, what Diggs probably looks like whenever he's fucking shoveling a gravel <laughs> fucking driveway. That's that's outlandish. Poor guy. If you're listening from a warm climate and you've never been around snow, like shoveling gravel 
is a nightmare. That is a fucking nightmare because the the gravel is normally halfway frozen. Yep. So and it sticks up. It's a, so with shoveling of snow, you're literally just trying to shove the thing, and, and you're just trying to push it. And the gravel just has to stick up and just stop. It has to be like when you're running with like a hockey stick. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. That's, put it. that's why he said he had to keep like a little bit on top so he could do the oh, yeah, smooth. You'll break both your wrists. Diggs <laughs> <laughs> has got no shot. And he's doing his weight loss competition. Diggs is going to battle out there. We got another foot coming. That text from him saying, hey, boys, we got another foot coming. That was that was him just thinking, fuck, here I go again. Yep. Just shoveling gravel. He's <laughs> <Just> fucking shoveling <laughs> gravel. <laughs> Nothing he could do, though. He moved in the house. No, nah, yeah, you have no choice. Yeah. It's just something you got to deal with. And you better be smiling the entire goddamn time you're doing it. Yeah, you're fucking right. Because you get to do that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you get. That's another Chuck Pagano. You get to. You don't have to. You get to, which is a good line. Mm-hmm. That is good line. Like we gotta go to this. Uh, you 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 get to. You get to go. You don't have to go. You get to go. <laughs> like, uh, what the fuck does that mean? Is your mindset? Change your mindset. <laughs> Do you have to go? Yes, I have to go. You get to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's Chuck. He's coming on next week. He's hilarious. You know, I think we got Vinatieri too next week. Nice. I think we got Vinatieri as well. Potentially on Tuesday. Should be good. He said for Tuesday's show. Awesome. Lots to talk about with him, man. He's pretty um, uh, relevant conversation right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely greatest of all time. Potentially hanging him up mm-hmm. or coming back. We'll see if we can get a little inside scoop there without ruining a friendship. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a fine balance. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Ty Schmidt. Heartland Radio 2.0 is manana. By the way, next Saturday, NXT TakeOver. I am on the pre-show mm-hmm. trying to make it the show. Excited for that. We'll see how it works out. But uh, Ty Schmidt, hit the Music. <laughs> Out the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man who looks so all alone. Could you use a little company? If you pay the right price, your evening will be nice and you can go and send me on my way. I said, You're such a sweet young thing, why you do this to yourself? She looked at me and this is what she said Oh, there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got
angels couldn't comprehend I saw a preacher man in cuffs, he taking money from the church He stuffed his bank account with righteous dollar bills But even still I can't say much because I know we're all the same Oh yes, we all see God to satisfy those thrills You know there ain't no 